Hello everyone, welcome to episode 65, a Realm episode of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that we pour squig milk on our cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) I felt ill saying that. Is that, is that milk you retrieve from squigs, or you just do you just kind of squeeze the squig in any liquid that comes out as the squig milk? Um, I'll leave it up to you, Cameron. Um, to be honest, <laughs> okay, I'm not sure which is worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounded better when I wrote it. Anyway, uh, I'm your host, Matt. And <laughs> joining me as always is a guy that is on his way to opening a night rescue center. It's Cameron. How you doing, mate? Hi. Listen. Every year, dozens of Imperial and Chaos Knights are left abandoned by their pilots. Yeah. For just two gold crowns a day, you can help oh. us rehouse these noble war machines. Please do it. It's a noble cause. <laughs> <laughs> Arms for the mechanically deprived. <laughs> I feel like I've given away, obviously, already some of your hobby stuff because that's all right. I, listen, I was listening back to to my hobby stuff from last episode, uh, the last realm episode that is, and I went, ah, I did say I wouldn't do this again, <laughs> <laughs> and yet here I stand upon my throne of lies. Yeah, <laughs> we, look, we all. We all have make promises in this hobby, and we love destroying those promises. Oh, we don't just break yeah. them; we obliterate them. We <laughs> it seems him. to be. Yeah, exactly. I must be. I must be destroyed before I can be rebuilt. Exactly. You know, it's <laughs> fine. We we all forgive each other in this hobby because we're all guilty yeah. of it. So yeah, no, it doesn't. Most matter. important is that we love each other, <laughs> yeah, except for those do. imperial guard players, huh, Matt? Ah. Uh, you're that dead to me, all of you. <laughs> no, I love you, really. Mwah. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, right here we are, episode mm. 65. Obviously, it's a realm episode, so that's going to be all about the hobby and all about that gorgeous news. So, before we get stuck into that uh, admin stuff, so as yeah. always, you can join our lovely, amazing Discord server full of cool people doing very cool mm-hmm. stuff. Always free to join link will be down in the description as always Uh, and you can see our other affiliate links uh, like print miniatures who uh, is doing some really cool stuff at the moment if you go check out their website they're doing like mystery boxes and all that sort of cool random stuff so Mm. if that's of interest our affiliate link is in the description as well so go check Mm. that out and as promised i think we mentioned it last episode which was our last ruined one which was that we recently or in the last month hit hundred thousand downloads a hundred thousand unbelievable yeah um I, I really i really don't know why you people keep listening to this trip <laughs> <laughs> well I, I know i do know it's it's matt's debonair voice and handsome countenance uh it's definitely yeah everyone likes a brit <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not us continually ragging on about every single topic in this entire universe. Um, I know what it is, Cameron, actually. I think people come back because we have this knack for predicting stuff, and I think that's what it is. That is true. We're like seers. Yeah, we're seers. I'm calling it now. This is is well before the news section of this episode. I'm calling now Vampirates Abound. Put it out there. They're coming. They're coming. I'd take that. Me too, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, 100,000 downloads. And like we said, we were going to do a giveaway. And here is the giveaway. Here are the details. So, 
We're recording this on the 1st of November, and the deadline for entering this competition will be the 1st of December. Uh, obviously, this won't go out mm-hmm. until next week sometime, but you've got most of a month to enter this. And yeah. what we're doing is yeah. we're making it that basically only listeners and people on our Discord, which hopefully is one and the same thing. Um, well, <laughs> is, I, I would assume as much. Some of them are so. quite behind, though, so we will also announce it on the Discord. That's right. So basically, yeah, if you listen to this episode and uh, you're on our Discord and or our Discord, you will hear mm-hmm. about this competition. So basically, to enter, you have to just simply tell us your favorite faction in either 40k or AOS. Or a and specialist tell us, game. Or specialist games. Um, yeah. Technically, yeah. Um, technically. Yeah, we could, we, we could work with that because that will tie into the prize. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell us your favorite gw faction and why and basically Mm. we're going to pick two random winners and the Mm. winners are going to receive a converted model from either myself or from cameron so basically that's why we need to know what your favorite faction is because we're going to take Mm. a model from that faction and we're going to convert slash kitbash it um Mm. slight little disclaimer um, we're not going to include Knights and Sons of Bayamat in that because yes. that would just be I mean, silly priced, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, listen, if, if you win and you want to commission me after you receive a non-Knight or Sons of Bayamat model to make one for you, you can DM, DM me on Twitter anytime. I'm open for that kind of commission. Yeah, that would be Brand cool. new announcement. If you, want a, if you want a big model and you want it my style, come <laughs> at me. Um, but yeah, no, we're restricting this to, uh, in my case, sub- like two hundred dollar kits. Yeah, yeah. So it, it would be things like you know, if you, if it's Space Marine, it'll probably be you know, like a Space Marine Chaplain or mm. Space Marine Captain, or yeah. it can be on a bike. You know, it, you know, we're gonna yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll make it flexible. If it's AOS, it can be you mm. know a mounted on character. A mount. yeah, yeah, you're just Maybe not gonna not get on Archaon. Trek, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's sort. Of, it's sort of that really. But we'll we'll see. Mm. You know, we'll we'll pick something, and obviously it'd be quite cool for for us as well because potentially depending on. The winners, we we'll, we may work on something we've really probably never worked on. You know, it could be yeah. a faction we've never worked with oh, before. Oh my god, Matt, you, Matt, you might have to make an Imperial Guard off. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I, you know what? In his I, mouth. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I will do it, and, and that would be quite cool. Mm. Um, I'll just I'll make it look very unguardsman. <laughs> Can it be a superhuman guardsman? Uh, yeah, that's a space marine, Matt. That's a space marine. So, <laughs> yeah, so that will be the um the competition and the basically mm-hmm. the three ways you can enter it or contact us, I should say, to put your entry in yes. is either you can go to our Twitter, which is at Realm and Ruin, you can go on our Discord, which obviously links in the in the show notes, and you can go to our website at realmandruin.com, go to the contact page and do it that way. So, like mm-hmm. I said, we'll we'll take all the entries up until the first December, and then mm-hmm. announce them and go from there. Basically, yeah, yeah, exciting times. I'm very excited for this. Honestly, this is going to be a lot of fun. It is. <laughs> you know, we both like a good kit bash and conversion, so we'll see. Mm. Hopefully, we can do work some magic. <laughs> work, work a bit yeah. of realm and ruin yeah. magic. Let's see. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and talking of magic, uh, next episode mm. we will be covering as our ruin main topic the infinite and the divine which is the very recent necron novel (laughs) read it read it now yeah it's good yeah it's so good (laughs) we we always say this in the episode i'm taking time out here i will talk about this more in the hobby section 
this is the best Black Library novel I have read in probably the last two years. Mm, like, it's up there. Yep. I'm, I'm not even saying it's up there. It is up. Mm. It, is, it is there. <laughs> like, yeah. read it now. Don't let yourself get spoiled on this. It is a breath of fresh air. It is yes. fun. It is super interesting. Uh, as long as you have a relatively good grasp, like, you know, you know what a Necron is. You know, you know what an Eldar or what the Imperium is. You should be fine. Um, yeah. Don't need like anything too in depth to follow what's going on. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Like that episode is two weeks away. I've been wanting to do that episode for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I get where you're coming from as as someone that has recently uh, listened to it. Again, we'll cover that mm-hmm. in the hobby section. It's so good, <laughs> and it, I feel it. I feel actually even more excited about it than I did when we covered the great work because when we covered mm. the great works i i read it or listened to it a bit before you did and i was like cameron we must yeah. talk about this book there's some cool mm. stuff in this it's the same but probably even cooler and and funnier yeah. that's the thing it's yeah. actually a really amusing book yeah like um the great works is 2001 a space odyssey mm. and infinite and the divine is bill and ted's excellent adventures yeah yeah <laughs> that is a very good summary of it so take it what you will uh, so yeah, yeah, you've got you've got two weeks or so, you know, if you want to get yeah. in time with things to uh, read or listen to it, because we will be covering it next show. Yeah, you have get been told. <laughs> uh, right now, that's out of the way. I think Cameron, it's time to talk hobby. Yeah. Hobby time. So as always, it's hobby time. We start with a question from discord and this comes from from tom young thomas and he says if nagash was played or voiced in a movie who would be the actor slash actress that would do it can it can be Mm -hmm. anyone so cameron one of our favorite characters is in a movie (sighs) who's playing i mean it could be animated could be it could be animated yeah yeah you know however Um, you want to look at it there is a severe problem with this question, mm. which is unfortunately the only correct choice is already <laughs> lost in the gash, and the only correct choice is, of course, Sir Christopher Lee. Um, you, unfortunately, you know he's what? no with us. But yeah, it, it's funny, <laughs> honestly. And, I, and I, I, I say this on my daughter's life. I actually thought of Christopher Lee initially. It was one of the first names that came in my mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's the only name I've been able to think of. <laughs> uh, you know, just think he's. You know, he's been mm. Saruman, he's been uh, Dracula and at one point, wasn't yeah. he, back in the yeah. day? And he was Count, the, uh, Count the Dooku. old Dracula. Yeah. He, yeah. He was uh, Willy Wonka's father. Yeah. <laughs> in one movie. <laughs> For yeah, some I reason. he would be. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah, no, he, he had the perfect voice for that kind of character. He had the perfect, like, I would say attitude and approach. Um my my level of respect and admiration for him and his life is inexplicable i cannot explain it <laughs> um he was one of the coolest dudes ever i'm very sad he's gone he would have been perfect to play nagash um really i can't think of anyone else that would fit it is the problem like i've been yeah. trying all day and I'm like no it would have to be christopher lee we can recreate <laughs> his voice somehow we we can we can ai deconstruct we can deep fake yeah. This It'll be fine to get this to work. <laughs> it, it's it's difficult because it? it's a difficult mm. question 
because I suppose it depends on how you want the Gash to be. Do you want him to be that really dark, deep, evil Nagash, or mm. do you want the, you know, the moustache twirling, yeah. you know, type Nagash, or both, really? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's... actually, yeah, you know, I've got another choice. I've thought, I've thought, thought this through properly. The mm-hmm. only other acceptable option is Kate Blanchett. Oh God, Cameron, why are you doing this? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> look, look, look. I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna screenshot this now. This is in my notes. Oh, no. <laughs> literally, I'm just going to. In oh, real no. time, I've not just typed it. I'm just going to send yeah, it just yeah, proof yeah. to you that I've just literally got her name in in my list here. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Oh, Jesus. Well, we're, we're is... working on the same level here. Oh, I think we understand. crazy. Well, because I, 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 I thought, because Tom mentioned actress as well, I thought, mm. you know, that'd yeah. be good to get that in there as well, just so, you know, yeah. for... For conversation and yeah, I because I, and I put like you said in the brackets there because in Valerian mm. she the she I, well I think it's I think it's Kate Blanchett I maybe I'm wrong yeah. actually the maybe. have you watched Valerian at all uh, I have not actually okay well basically it's a it's I think it's done by the same guy that did uh, the Fifth Element which is mm. you know one of my favorite films yeah. of all time um, and basically uh, she, I think she voices the king of the of this oh. particular alien sort of um uh, race in it and i think it's mm-hmm. her it, i mean let's, let me just i'm just quickly googling it just to make sure i'm not um yes um, oh no else. it sounds like it isn't actually but with someone that sounds oh. very much like her okay fair right. enough I mean, but it's the theories there list. yeah yeah i mean rihanna rihanna yes. could play Nagash. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, well, this thing is, it, 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 you know, it, it, it does work. I mean, because obviously Nagash mm. has been around a long time, and you know, really, who knows what his voice is like? And to be honest, he could probably change it to be whatever you know he yeah. wanted it to be. Really, whether it's more masculine mm. or more feminine, or even in between, whatever mm. really works. Um, yeah, I, I well, and I, well, I'll discuss my. You've now seen some of my other things. I've yes, just yes. screenshotted it to you. So yeah, I've put also Benedict Cumberbatch because um, I I loved his voiceover of Smau in the mm. Hobbit films because he yes. plays Smau and you know he does that really sort of evil, but you know with a slight twist. Like you know, mm. I, I think that would work quite well potentially for Nagash. Um, and also, yes. as you can see, I was thinking, well, what happens if they wanted him to sound a bit like the Joker? Now, obviously, we couldn't do mm. Heath Ledger on the same, no. you know, uh, same realms, obviously, as Christopher Lee. And so that's why I put mm. Jared Leto and Mark Hamill. Is it Mark Hamill does Joker, doesn't yes. he, in like, the, the video yeah. games, doesn't he? And yeah, probably uh, the animated cartoons and the video yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. Mark Hamill would also be good, I think, for the more... Uh... The more comedic Nagash that we all know. Yeah, well, that's it. It, it. And again, I think it depends, obviously, what type of movie it is. If it's an animated, almost like, you know, Saturday morning cartoon, then, <laughs> yeah, Mark Hamill would definitely really work for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. if they want it to be like a bit of a blockbuster type movie, a bit more like a Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, with that sort yeah, of yeah. deep, evil sort of voice. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, you know the, the advantage of Nagash is he has so many forms. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we yeah, can do exactly. whatever we want with him. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, we could take two of these voices. We could get Benedict mm. Cumberbatch, take Kate, Kate Blanchett, morph them yeah. together with a bit of software. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, you know, that'd be an interesting that'd be cool. voice. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because it's yeah. all, it's all yeah, the souls yeah, yeah. within him. You know, they're all, mm. branch, you know, trying to 
get out and it's yeah. sort of morphing his voice. I like that. Nagash is all, all are one in Nagash. Exactly. He doesn't discriminate. <laughs> That's, uh, he, does, mm. he doesn't mind. That sounds cool. Right. Okay. Mm. Well, thank you, Tom, for that question. Um, hopefully we <laughs> answered it correctly. Expose our, expose our psychic link to the Inquisition, I was just about to say, you? yeah. You, you've all, that's all it's actually really highlighted, that somehow... I can't believe we both put Kate Blanchett. I, I literally ridiculous. cannot believe we... That's weird. That's really weird. And I, honestly, oh, everyone God. listening, we do not consult on this before we... Yeah, we really don't. These. The first we hear is, like, the recording. Yeah. That's scary. Because that's oh, such a random man. person to pick as well. It's not Yeah, like... I mean, like, I, I was thinking Lord of the Rings. I was like, well, yeah, and, then I. It went, and then I went, oh, Kate Blanchett, when she thinks about taking the ring and just becomes basically a mini Nagash for a minute. Yes, there. that's where and my like, inspiration was. That, yep. that kind of energy, I think, mm. would be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, that's oh, freaking man. me out now. Right. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well... Now we're we're nicely freaked out. Um, yep. I can take a break while I listen to you, Cameron. Cameron, <laughs> what have you been up to over the last month? Um, I've been up to bits and bobs. Uh, honestly, a little less than last time. Again, probably a good thing. Uh, it's the end of the year. We're all getting worn out. We don't have mm-hmm. time to sit through a through a five hour show or whatever this could end up being if I really put my <laughs> foot down and started getting stuff done. Um, so, uh, I'll split this up as normal. Uh, so, buying stuff first. Uh, with the aid of Erin, who went out to the shops for me, uh, because she happened to be the right place, I have adopted two more old models. Um, by adopted, I mean I've bought them from the second-hand shelf at Tactics, <laughs> which is a hobby, stop, hobby shop in the city. Um, yeah, because she, she had to pick something up from there for me for D&D anyway. I was like, oh, when you're there, send me some photos of, of what's up for adoption. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my my keen eyes zoomed in on that blurry blurry uh, photo she sent me of the shelf, and I went, "What is that?" <laughs> and uh, I said, "What is that?" Literally out loud to myself in the living room because what that was after I did a quick zoom and enhance was it was a it was a model from the Inquisitor range. Mm. Um, for those who don't know, Games Workshop published a sort of sort of a role playing skirmish game called Inquisitor. Uh, in the early 2000s, which used 54mm models instead of the 32mm models we love today. Uh, They were all metal models. They were all super detailed because, again, they're, like, more than twice the size of our current scale human. Um, And they're they're decently rare. Some of them are not super rare. Some of them are very rare. I'm looking at you, uh, 54mm Space Marine Death Watch guy. I love you. (laughs) One day I'll own you, but you cost more than Imperial Knight right now, so I will not own you yet. Um, <laughs> uh, this one in particular was Damien fourteen twenty seven, who is an Arco flagellant in sort of a super hunched over pose. Um, this is for me has always been the archetypal like image of the Arco flagellant, like the terrible, awful surgical things done to this person who did something so awfully wrong that they've been brainwashed and turned into, like, a combat servitor, basically. Um, it's such a nice model. He was only $60, because I guess that's the... That store tends to sell second-hand things at, like, the model's original sticker price. That's not uh, bad. So I guess that's, I guess that's what they cost back in, like, 2003 or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so lucky me. Mean, mean certain things are much more expensive than they should be for secondhand, but some things are real steel. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I have him. Uh, one of his arms was on the wrong way. I've since corrected that. Uh, he is unfortunately missing one piece, which is the very distinct, uh, 1427 dog tag that hangs around his neck. It's not, not there. It's a tiny piece. It probably just didn't see it in the box when whoever first got this model assembled it. So I'm planning to like get like a little plastic aquila from some imperial kit and just put it there instead, uh, to sort of finish him up. But I saw him and I couldn't resist because, um, I was really big into the Inquisitor scene back in like 2011. I don't think I've ever really mentioned this, but I was like, I was on an online forum and a really active person there. Yeah. I remember Uh, saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wrote an article for an online magazine and everything on like how to do certain things in the system. Uh, but I've never owned an Inquisitor model before and there's never been any within easy reach. Uh, most of them have like an extra 60 bucks of shipping because they're all coming from the UK where, you know, most of the models are. Um, so I saw one, I was like, yes, I'll get that. I love him. I've got him. I love him. He's so, he's such a cool <laughs> model. Like, I need to do a little bit of gap filling and then I'm going to turn him into like a really nice little display piece, I think. Like, I'm going to push myself to the limit, paint him as well as I can, put him in like a sprinting down a corridor scene or something with a little plaque. I don't know. But just like, as as a historical piece of like, when Games Workshop was branching out into some weird stuff, I love this. It's super cool, super valued. It's just nice to have. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's it. I mean, so sometimes you, you, your collection needs that. Sometimes you don't yeah. need to... I, again, I think it's so easy to get into that mindset in this mm. hobby where you feel like, well, I need to get this because I need it for this army or this project yeah, or yeah. whatever. Sometimes like, I really like this. I really like this model. Mm. It, it's something to put on your shelf. That's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing at all yeah yeah absolutely uh and that's what the other adoptable i got is uh sort of reminiscent of which is um and it's an extremely old uh world eater chaos lord on a juggernaut mm. uh you know the the one shaped like a box that weighs <laughs> about half a kilogram despite being this tiny model because it's just a l- solid lump of lead i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure this isn't even in like tin or pewter or anything um Again, I saw him. He's super cute. He was 30, 30 bucks. So I was like, okay, you know, get those two together. It's a bit expensive for two models, but they're like old historical models that I really have always liked. Again, yeah. like this is the super old style. Um, and upon receiving this Lord on a Juggernaut, he's actually really well painted for like the late eighties, early nineties when he would have been released. Uh, there's like some blending going on. Uh, there's like all kinds of really well done technical highlights and stuff. He is from the correct time period because his base is just a square of plastic with goblin green painted over a non-primer. Um, there's nothing else on there. So he is, was painted at that period. I'm almost <laughs> certain. Um, I am going to strip him. It, it's a little bit of a shame, but like, I am going to strip him. I'm going to again paint him up as like a little histo- historical display piece, I guess, is the idea. <laughs> I kind of want to get like the current Lord on a Juggernaut model and paint that up and have them sit side to side and be like, you oh, know, cool. the, the passage of time as a little display or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's like, again, an idea percolating around. The summer holidays are coming up for me. I need stuff to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm preparing my many weapons to wage war with boredom. Um, 
And then, yeah, we mentioned earlier in the episode, right at the start of the episode, I've fallen off the bandwagon that I was on for all of... I actually, I actually almost made it. I was on the bandwagon <laughs> for, for three weeks and six days. Wow, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> Applause. Yeah, and then I well fell done, off Cameron. the bandwagon. Well, it's the longest I've ever gone without. No, it's not the longest I've ever gone without buying a night. But um, so uh, for context, I- I'm getting a PlayStation Five. The pre-order's in. It's fully paid off, and I'm getting the digital one because I can't be faffed with discs anymore. And honestly, at this point, it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so I had mentioned the last Realm episode uh, that I had some money in a tin. Uh, turns out the EB Games I'm getting my things from doesn't want physical cash money right now because of <laughs> gestures at the pandemic. And yeah. so, um, <clears throat> and so I could not buy a bunch of PlayStation Network, uh, vouchers from them with all that money I'd saved up. Uh, and so instead I pre-ordered the games online through the PlayStation Store webpage. Um, and then I took that <laughs> and I looked at the $210 in cash I had. <laughs> And went, what do I do with this? Mm. Who who takes cash? And then I yeah. looked across the way and upstairs. Oh, and there was a Games Workshop store right there. I fell off the bandwagon. Um, I bought <laughs> the I bought the Canis Rex kit and an Age of Sigmar Necromancer because my brain fires randomly and erratically and comes up with ideas on the fly. Mm-hmm. That's the magic. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I bought those two kits. I did not have buyer's regret i had buyer's confusion because i bought this and then i got home and i looked at it and i went what will i do with this <laughs> <laughs> there was there was like the shadow of an idea in the back of my mind which is why i'd also bought the necromancer at the same time definitely not just to make up the extra 22 dollars to round it out so i didn't have any cash left um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally um and then uh you know i was sort of just Flicking through random, like, I, I, I literally searched up Night on Google um, and kept flicking through until I saw, like, a Dark Souls image. My brain went, oh, mm. I like Dark Souls. And then I clicked on, like, the add Dark Souls to the search and I kept flicking through. And then uh, an image of an NPC from Dark Souls 3, Yol of Londor, showed up. Uh, for those who don't know, Yol is, like, a hunchbacked pilgrim with, like, literally a massive turtle shell chained to his back. Uh, and it looks surprisingly like like the top plating armor of a knight and that same sort of hunched over pose and he's got this long sort of cloth wrapped neck and completely obscured head and he's holding a big staff and i went oh he's already in like the knight pose like his head is down below where his shoulders would be he's got this big curving hunchback like that's kind of a kind of a knight kind of pose i could do that (laughs) I could I could make a pilgrim sorcerer for my uh for my knight household an idea which had not come to me before cuz I've mapped out like the family lineage of this house and there was no one in there who was like a pilgrim or a sorcerer of any kind but this is creativity it's taking ideas you had before and beating them into the shape that suits what you have on hand Absolutely Yeah um <clears throat> so I did a bit of work um and now the knight is much more hunched over than a standard knight is which actually weirdly makes it a little taller because the like the back side of the top top part of the torso is raised up. Uh, uh, yeah, yep. yeah. So he's actually gotten decently taller uh, in being massively stooped. Um, 
I've put together a base with some cork. Uh, my idea at the moment is having the knight stoop like that so that the pilot, which will be the necromancer, can sort of just stand out in the hole where the, uh, the door for the cockpit would normally go, and I can build, like, a little platform there, and he can be preaching or casting spells or whatever. Um, I'm not 100% sure on what he'll be doing, and then, like, the actual head of the knight, I'll use the knight valiant head with its one big eye, and I'll build it a little swooping neck and give it some robes and lots of little chains and dangly bits that i have from the Grimgast reapers mm-hmm. and that kind of thing um and then i built the left hand and didn't glue any of the fingers in position because this is this is the canis rex kit so it's like all of the weapon options um <laughs> and i got a got a big length of plastic hard tubing and kind of finger by finger glued everything in position so that this big power fist is holding essentially this massive stick um, and I kind of arranged an arm and so I've got him standing, like holding and almost leaning on this big pole, like he's an old tired knight. Um, and you know, like the, the, the necromancer, I just built him, but without his cowl around his neck. So he's yeah. got this very skinny neck and the back of his bald head all exposed. I actually really like how like scrawny he looks. Um, and so I got it in that position. I put him on the base. I went, you know what? I was going for Pilgrim Sorcerer, but in that position, he looks like a standard bearer. <laughs> and <laughs> so now, now again, this is creativity. This is the best part of the creative process. I said, I said this in a tweet is, um, I started at this idea and I've been working towards it. And now I've gotten to this point in the idea where I look at it and go, actually, it could be this though. And I really like the idea of there's like an elderly member of the house whose job isn't really to do a lot of fighting. Like, they've got guns on their night, sure, but their main job is to walk out there and plant the flag with, like, all the de- banners of their defeated enemies. Because, like, the thing is, I've I've used one banner from all of the knights I've made so far. So I have a bunch <laughs> of spare banners just lying around that I didn't know what I was going to do with. Um, and now I know. I'm yeah. going to put them all on this. I'm going to build it. Like so, I've got this rod. I'm gonna like sculpt it up to look like a big tree branch or something, uh, a big nurgly branch, and then from it, I'm gonna chain up all the banners of various defeated enemy households, and you know, a big banner listing all the accomplishments of House Interiders and all that. Uh, and instead of being like the old witch slash wizard of the house, this is gonna be your racist grandpa who keeps talking about how they really should have won the Civil War or whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, they're spewing off all the accomplishments of the family. Like, you know, our family did this and this and this, and look at you, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm not projecting. My grandparents are very nice. They're kind of <laughs> playing on an unfortunate stereotype, honestly. But, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, with with that one thing, like, the entire character of this night I've been building is, like, suddenly switched and changed. I really like the different direction it's going in. I'm, I will probably, knowing me, swerve back the other way and end up with like a sorcerer standard bearer or some nonsense who knows but um yeah nights are fun um <laughs> i've been i've been mired up in trying to finish that rampager for so long that like i didn't really do a lot with the uh with the valiant which is i'm also still being worked on simultaneously now um but i'd forgotten how nice it is to just assemble the bits of these models <laughs> <laughs> and then stick them together in ways that weren't a hundred percent intended. Like at one point, I was like, I can stick it so that the top armor plate is facing forwards, and like the two exhaust 
stacks can actually be like the melter cannons so that I don't have to give it weapon arms. It can just have the stick <laughs> that is holding whatever it's like. I, I went through a ton of iterations here. Um, See, this is why I compare you to uh, our friend <laughs> Fabius Bile. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to you got to stick reason. at it till you get it right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> works for him. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to shave off some contact points, drill a bunch of holes, and then fill a night with toothpicks. Uh, <laughs> which is what I've done with this one. I've pinned it with toothpicks for flexibility and lightweightness. Um, I, I, I was going to ask, do you, in, mm. in regards to the sort of Dark Souls side of things that you're referring yeah. to, because, uh, you know, we're, you and I are both massive Dark Souls mm. fans, and that's sort of inadvertently how we sort of got to know each other in a yeah, roundabout yeah. way. Very roundabout way, yes. Yeah, to uh, <laughs> obviously Dark Souls podcasts and, and things like that. Um, it, it It's one of those things where, I hope to see more of it in general because you do sometimes, mm. especially on Reddit, you'll see the odd Dark Souls inspired, you know, paint yeah. scheme or models, especially things like uh, Dark Souls Three, where it's got that whole ashen, you know, ashen yeah, one type yeah. uh, theme. And yeah, I just, I just, I want to see more of it in general. Mm. And I, cause it, oh, I know, yeah. I know, obviously, I Dark Souls is a funny theme because obviously there's multiple games you can obviously chuck in mm. things like bloodborne and things like that for obviously a completely different theme um that sort of lovecrafty and victorian horror theme mm. if you want and which obviously can apply to lots of things and and it's funny because i uh, maybe i miss a lot of it but sometimes yeah. i think to myself i wish i i wonder why there's not more of it because obviously yeah. i'm not saying yeah. that you know because obviously there'd be a lot of uh warhammer fans that don't even know anything about dark souls and, mm. and obviously vice mm. versa. And I just think to myself, I'm surely there's a, there's a lot, there's overlaps here where there's, I'm sure there's yeah. got to be a lot of yeah. Warhammer fans that love dark souls as well. You know, and I just, and, mm. I, and, it, and obviously this applies to us. You think, well, why yeah. have you guys yeah. not done it before? And it's like, well, <laughs> I, I don't know really. Just, just, yeah. just, not, just haven't really. Um, mm. So yeah, I just, I hope to see more of it really. And again, if anyone's listening and they've seen any dark souls inspired warhammer stuff out there even if it's artwork yeah. or yeah or models or anything just you know, let us know Send in some sort of way, way. Yeah. yeah i just yeah, want to see it please oh you know what would be good mm. you take a great unclean one you give them yep. a big two-handed mole slash hammer kind of thing and then you stick two tyrannid gargoyle wings on his back and you've made oh. an asylum demon <laughs> I, i'm getting i'm getting inspired now cameron because i'm now thinking yeah is this going to be a, discuss- a future discussion topic on an episode? This might be a future discussion topic. How to, how to yeah. model your favorite video game franchise. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, uh, like you said, this is the first time I've ever really taken that kind of inspiration and done mm. something with it. I should probably do that more because Dark Souls has really good designs that you can steal. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I, I've not gotten much further than that right now. It's like, an arm, the legs and the torso are built, the basic poses there, and then I have to figure out what I'm doing with, like, the entire other arm, so I'll probably build, like, a big double gun, because, you know, it's Chaos Knights, you want to be able to double up on having two of the same weapon and stuff like that. Yeah, um, true. Or I'll just, I'll just build them some crazy gun that could count as whatever, who knows. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's him. Um, over on the Necron side of things, I finished a 10-man squad of warriors with Gauss Reaper, uh, Gauss Reapers, Gauss Flayers, uh, the standard weapon, uh, and I started, and by started, I mean I got five of them done, I took old warriors and used bits from the Indomitus Necron warriors to turn them into 
warriors with uh, Gauss Reapers. Um, and I used cool. a whole bunch of Chain Rasp bits as well. So those guys are like a little more hunched over and crazy looking, I think <laughs> is the best way to describe it. Like there's some full on like hoods, um, all kinds of stuff going on with them. Um, pretty happy with how they look. They're, they're a decent bit of effort, but they come out all right. So I will, you know, finish them up and then I've just got to do another 20 warriors after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of I took on a lot with those Necrons. They'll get done eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I built some Scarabs from Indomitus. Those were nice and easy. I like okay. those. Nice. <laughs> I mean, one of them is literally a single piece that you just slot onto the base. Nice. We like <laughs> so, that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're also like I like the size variability. Like the old Scarabs are big, and there are some big ones in the new ones, but there's also lots of teeny tiny ones, oh, which cool. I feel is appropriate. Yeah. Mm. Um, I took an endless spell from the Ossiarch Bone Reapers box. Uh, it's the one with like the claws and the tail, the the one that looks like an actual thing. I forget what it's called, shrieking something or other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tore that to pieces and clipped all these bits off, and then I merged it with about six Grimgast Reapers. <laughs> uh, and the uh, the core parts left over from a Canoptech Reanimator, and I've built. My very own Catan Transcendent Shard slash Shard of the Nightbringer. Nice. Uh, because, hey, those Necron previews, Nightbringer is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, oh is, my isn't God. It, isn't he the one that sort of, he has similar rules to like Gaz, where he can only take so many wounds, but then they can, they got Necrodermis, which brings some of the mm. wounds back. And Yeah, so, that, so all, something all like the that. shards, ha- yeah, all the shards have that, so they can only take three wounds a phase, and they heal one wound at the start of each of your turns. Massive. And then the night, then the nightbringer comes and he's like, "Hey, no invulnerable saves against That's my attacks, and it. also, and also, hey, 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 you over there, I see you. Um, you can't ignore any wounds I deal, including you, Gaskul, and your That's ability it. to ignore wounds after the first yeah. four or whatever it is. <laughs> like, yeah, and no disgustingly resilient. Yeah, uh, he is terrifying. He's expensive in points, but hey, if you wanna." Just bump up a list with a serious threat, pop him in there, he'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I can just run it as a regular Transcendent Shard, and they're still pretty decent, honestly. Um, it's kind of a mishmash nightmare, which is, uh, I feel, how a shard should be. Um, and I'll, I'll do some green stuff work and pop some extra bits on there to kind of pull it all together, but I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, and then the, the final bit of building I did was uh, I, on a whim took some cut-off foam and started building, like, a display base for the worm spat from Warhammer ah. Underworlds. So they're yeah. on, like, a on like a little rocky ledge with a broken levitating pillar behind them. So, like, it's these four chunks of stone and they're hovering in the air. Uh, it's just, like, a concept thing at the moment, but I would really like to have... Like, again, this is distant future thing. If I ever own a house, the millennial dream, um, have like a series of shells with like the, all the Warhammer Underworlds warbands on them on these little display bases. Cause the Underworlds models are really great and they deserve a little extra love, I think, compared to like yeah. rank and file models and worms are the coolest. Uh- <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that they're, they're in a funny place because obviously a lot of people like them, but are not fussed about playing Warhammer Underworlds. And then obviously mm. you've got the 
the chance to bring them into AOS. And often yeah. the rules are a little bit underwhelming, which puts people off. But then sometimes they're worth looking at for mm. um, various reasons, such as replacing certain models. Like, for, you know, I know, like in Sylvaneth, you can use yeah. the main, the main um, character from the warband to be a branch wraith, for example, you yes. know, if you don't want to use the, yes. you know, get a hold of the fine cast version and things like that. But yeah, the, you're right. I don't think they they get often the praise uh, that they deserve because of that, mm. because they're part of a specialist game. And, and, yeah. but yeah, you can, you know, anything you can like, regarding the worm spat, you can bring the, the, the sorcerer or sorceress sorcerer mm. in to be a sorcerer in your, you know, yeah. maggot king yeah. army as well, you know, so, which again, mm. has got an old model, old fine cast model. So it's, yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely where you can slip them in if you don't want to <laughs> go the actual underworlds, you know, route and actually mm. play the game potentially. Oh yeah. And I mean, the worm spat's the best for that because it's a sorcerer and two extra blight kings and who's going to yep. say no to that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that's all my building uh, for my painting. Uh, I've basically done basing the rampager. Like I've put all the slime on. I think I just need to put some tufts of uh, swampy grass in a couple of spots, and it'll be actually completely done, which is nice. Cool. Uh, and I started painting fabulous Bill. Hey! Finally, I, I've only had him since like the start of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not the start start of the year, but like a long while. Yeah, a while. It, yeah. it feels like the start of the year, but it was probably only like five months ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I started painting him. I've mostly I, I've base coated all of his armor and done some highlights on all of his armor, um, and I've base coated his big coat and the patch of uh, skin on his shoulder pad and, like, done some shading and highlighting on that. That's about all I've done. God, he's such a nice model. I should not have built him at all. Like, <laughs> I, I sincerely believe this model is best to paint almost completely unassembled. Yeah, I've, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, maybe not completely unassembled, but, like, my, my sub-assemblies is, like, the body with the legs, then the arm with its, each arm with its shoulder pad separate and the backpack separate. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I was having some real trouble getting into like the back of the coat and the back of the legs. Honestly, I could have probably l- kept the legs off um, and painted them separately and had an easier time. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. I've been experimenting with like glazing and layering up highlights almost. Um, so like, you know, just getting like general broad highlights and slowly lightening them up and making them slightly, slightly thinner as opposed to edge highlighting on the armor. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. pr- pretty happy with how it's coming out. It looks, uh, looks a little more organic almost, I guess is the way to say it. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like it's, it looks marbly almost maybe is the way I'm trying, I'm trying to say 15 different things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the, the code is just like base it with Bugman's, give it a wash of uh, fire slayer flesh. I think it is. And then just start highlighting it up from there. Uh, he's going to be a lot more work because he's covered in detail. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, but he's going to be fun uh, because all the detail is there. It's it's not hidden, which is I think is the good thing. So you can just take your time picking it out. Um, trim continues to be the worst. Uh, screw <laughs> trim. He has it like on his inner elbow and like oh, on no. the ends of his gloves and things. I'm like, okay, everything but the trim is good. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> um, and then for reading, I read The Infinite and the Divine. As I said, this is yes. 
one of, if not the best Black Library novel ever. Uh, if you have the remotest interest in, uh, I'm going to list this off, Necrons, Eldar, Orcs, or the Imperium. <laughs> Those all make varying levels of appearance. Get in there. The <sighs> I need you all to prepare yourself for our next episode, because the amount of stuff we will talk about, like... <laughs> I and know. the 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 ridiculous like if you don't read the book you will think we are making shit up. We are not. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, no, like this is this really is Trazen and Oricon's excellent adventures. <laughs> it, it, at time at times it doesn't feel like a a forty k book, and not in no, a bad way. It's it's amazing. Not in a bad way. Like oh, but like just like the degree of stuff that happens. Like I I think. This isn't something that's really happened in a Black Library novel before, I think is what it mm. is, which is these two extremely strong, like, characters, like, strong in terms of their writing, not necessarily their power level. They are the Necron equivalent of two old men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these two extremely strongly written characters with, you know, years of lore behind them, and, like, each of them has these massive, like, achievements and accomplishments they've made, you know, like, I mean, for God's sake, Trayson owns Fulgrim. He owns yep. a Phil- Fulgrim. We've gone over that in the in a past episode, like, and, you know, Orican, Orican manipulates time. Mm. <laughs> like, there's a bit what of, like, I've been, doing this, <laughs> I've been doing this for three minutes, but it's actually been 21 years and I'm getting tired yeah. of this. <laughs> oh, there's so much in that book. There's and it, so, it's so much. It, it, we've oh. got to resist talking about it and say the next episode. I know. It's so it's there's so many cool, yeah, there's hilarious so many things. Cool things. Mm. Um, listen, if if you like if you like uh, Face Off, if you yep. like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, if you like dinosaurs or the opera, yeah, <laughs> this is the book yeah. for you. I'm not going to say and, anything and, else. And about Looney it. Tunes as well. And Looney Tunes, absolutely, some Looney Tunes as well. Yeah, this is the book for you. I highly recommend everyone reads it anyway. You might some you might not think it's for you, and then you might read it and go, actually, that was the most fun I've had. Um, yeah. Like, the minorest of spoilers, the word human is is said twice in the first 130 pages. <laughs> and that was the most refreshing thing ever, I think, to yeah. read a Black Library book that doesn't mention the Imperium except as a, oh, are those things still around? Yeah. Like, twice in the first third of the book. And, and just to and just to add add to that as well is the fact that you know how many people, including ourselves, we we end up moaning about bolter porn novels and like oh it's the oh, same yeah. stuff. This is, the this is where that. if you're if you're in that bracket, which obviously applies to a lot of people, <laughs> this is the sort of book you want to read. You know, oh, this yeah. is what you yeah. need to get on because it, it's so different and it's so, so like different. you said, so refreshing. Oh. Like Cameron said, yeah, uh, yeah, so, get literally on. a a breath of fresh air into the dusty tomb of black library literature. There's lots of <laughs> other stuff, but yeah, uh, well, I cannot say anymore or this will turn into the infinite and the divine podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my hobby. Uh, yep. my community highlight, um, mm. is from, uh, Reddit from the Warhammer 40,000 subreddit. Uh, a person by the name of user slash meaningless outrage has ported doom to 40 K as it were, in the sense that uh, they've been painting a Sicarian infiltrator, Princeps, the unit leader for the Admech uh, sneaky unit, uh, and this this model has like a little handheld screen, uh, and meaning of this outrage has painted Doom onto this screen that is like <laughs> it's like a three millimeter by three millimeter screen 
or something like that. Oh. It is like he's got it. They've got it up next. Like I think it's like an American dime, maybe it, a penny. Yeah, I think it's a penny. I think. Yeah. Oh God, that's even worse. Um. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and like, and the 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 reason I chose this is. First off, this is an insane thing to attempt. You should be proud. Mm. I looked at that before I read the title. I went, oh, did someone print out, like, a tiny Doom screenshot? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It's, got, like, it's got, like, the bar with all the stuff on the bottom. There is a there is a cacodemon, like, visibly, obviously, a cacodemon spitting a fireball uh, at the screen. It's- like, it is ridiculous. <laughs> and it's it's one of those where which is what's quite scary about it is the fact that if you didn't see in the title it's Doom, I think most hmm. people would recognise it. You know, as soon as you look yeah, at it, thinking, yeah. "Is that Doom on there?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> like another thing that, that, that Doom's running on. <laughs> mm, yeah, we continue the proud tradition of putting Doom on things it should not run on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, amazing! Um, it's so good. Uh, really fantastic job. If you ever hear this. Wow. Wow, whoever you are, well done. Um yeah. and that's that's me. Um. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, before we crack into mine, we will do the episode hobby tip. And this was actually a conversation on our Discord and it was basically a sort of question that a few people answered on, which including yourself did, Cameron as well. Mm. So uh Kuzaro Ken basically said, I don't know if this is a hobby tip or not, but how do you guys maintain confidence to follow through? Every time I try to finish a mini, I feel like it looks bad and wind up discouraging myself. A very, which is a very, very common mm. thing in this hobby. We're yeah. all, you know, again, probably very guilty yeah. of this. Um, so look at this. Some of the suggestions were, so Meth said, uh, focus on what's good about it. Perhaps you improved a bit on layering or blending from the last model mm. you did. Uh, progress in a highly technical hobby is slow. Very good point. Mm. Uh, yeah. like, you know, glacially slow in some cases, but each model <laughs> yeah. is a stepping stone to the next. Yeah, very, you know, it's, I think mm-hmm. we're all guilty of, of, you know, trying to run before we can walk in this hobby and oh, I think, yeah. and then it discourages oh, yeah. you. I suffer with that massively. So I, I get where you're coming from. Um, and yourself said, uh, yeah, I find something I want to work on with each mini I do. Again, mm-hmm. a very good point. Uh, Martin chipped in saying, I've decided just to power through on finishing models. I realized last year that the standards I hold myself to are too high. I've learned to mm-hmm. love my models for being finished. Again, yeah, yeah that's very totally... Important. <laughs> totally uh worth looking at uh, and then also meth chimed in said but also don't put all your put all your value into pro- productivity if you enjoy mm. painting you've accomplished the goal yeah um, yeah yeah you know that's a uh, another valid point and uh yeah i and, and then i think you then chipped in saying that you know you you use necromunda to do your skin tones nights for mm. weathering so you can try yeah. different techniques on on different models but yeah i think we all do it we all you know, I'm, I'm again, repeating myself, I'm massively <laughs> terrible for beating myself up because you, you, you feel, and as we cover, you know, whether we, when we were talking about it in our, before we started this about our discord mm. and how amazing some of the people in our <laughs> discord are, you know, from mm. the standard of their models and their painting. And then obviously we're just talking about that, that doom thing. And, you know, yeah, you just, you, sometimes really. you just want to cry, you know, like, Oh my God, <laughs> oh, everyone's <yeah>. so good. <laughs> Oh, I wish like, I had an man. ounce of that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was, I was assembling this latest night, and like I stopped for a second, like I held up my hand, 
as like it's shaking. It's like how how do I ever get anything done? I've got terrible yeah. hands for this hobby, and yet somehow, <laughs> just just by sheer that's good enough ism, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, you can get through, and you yeah. will improve. Is the thing like no matter how bad you are, if you work at something, uh, and consistently do it, you will improve. As a teacher, I have to believe that. Yeah, yeah. It's it it, it, it I suppose we we want quick results which is the problem yeah. i think um in a yeah. in a hobby where as we know id ideas are quicker than execution mm. you know how many yes. times we're pinging Rather. off going oh we could do this could do that and yeah if these things took five minutes you'd be all over it but the fact they yeah. don't take five minutes no. <laughs> slows the progress down and then that's when other ideas creep in and then you neglect the old mm. ones and that's why we end up becoming hobby, hobby butterflies, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So oh, yeah, it, it's yeah. a, it's a hard thing. And I think one thing I recommend is uh, as well on top of this is, is trying to, and you know, such as our discord or any other sort of community, it's also trying to work with other people uh, sometimes because mm. I think it's easy to make comparisons, but sometimes I think you just need to concentrate on what you're working on. And then just, because what I, I find sometimes happens is that, People will, you know, do something. They'll ask for advice, which is totally, you know, the way to do mm. things. But then sometimes I think then people go the wrong route, you know, in the sense that, yeah. that you know, they just want to do something. And then, you know, you don't need to know, know about blending or in this case, <laughs> in this particular yeah. point, you know, obviously yeah. later down the line, you may want to. Some people may never touch it. And I think it's in a way it's, <laughs> and this sounds a bit odd, but I suppose it's understanding your limitations as well. Because mm, I yeah. think that, you know, I'm not saying don't ever try to improve because that's totally not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and that's, as a, you know, from a teaching point of view, Cameron, you, you know, you want to say, yes. but yeah, just, no, just don't try and try get any improve. better. Exactly. But <laughs> at the same time, sometimes it's okay to not be able to pull something off and mm. finding oh, yeah. a way around it is the best way of doing it. And, yeah. you know, in uh, like I've said in the last few episodes, I find, you know, on a personal front and of what I see people doing is if you want to, you know, get an army on the table and it to be, you know, quite cool and have its own thing, doing the, you know, I'll, I'll use the example, the Stonecast Eternals example, where, mm. you know, you just, you basically just dry brush the hell out of them and then just pick out <laughs> little details, only a few things just to get a bit of contrast with the colours that's yeah. perfectly fine. That's not, oh, you know, yeah. you do not Absolutely. have to paint every single detail in mm. as much detail as you want. Obviously, if you want to do that, that's fine as well. But I yeah. think sometimes yeah. you, if, you know, if you can't pull it off, you know, you could try, you know, 15,000 times and you know what, it just, ne- and, you, and, it, yeah. and it actually gets to you too much where it's actually mm. demoralizing you. Then just, just find other ways around it that still make you enjoy what you're doing, enjoy the end result and be happy with it. And yeah, yeah, you know, that's I mean, like, another thing to consider. Yeah, it's a matter of standards because, like, I yeah. think part of this problem is whenever we buy minis, <laughs> there is there are there are images of every metal painted minis on the box. Yeah, and the thing is that I like people go, oh yeah, that's just the Games Workshop standard. They're like that that is what they put on the box. Yes, that is like world co- competition level painting standard. <laughs> done on a lot of those like the heavy metal painters don't do their personal hobby to that level because mm. it takes them 30 hours to paint one intercessor 
and <laughs> it would be impossible to assemble an army like that. Like that, you you buy a box of ten intercessors. That image on the front is three hundred hours of work from yeah. a top tier painter. Like you're never going to hit that. Well, I can't say you're never going to hit that level. You're never going to hit that level on a mass production scale. So mm. don't worry about like that. Um, something I think personally helps is immerse yourself, uh, like you said, in a community, but also like in a, in a varied community's level of quality, which is why yes. I really like the, the various Warhammer related subreddits because you have some God tier painters. Up yep. in there, like, uh, Juan Hidalgo, who does the Evy Contrast series, posts mm. in there whenever he finishes something. But then there's also, like, people who are like, here's my first model, and it looks like it's yeah. been dunked in the pot of paint. And that's yeah. fine, too. Yeah. Because yeah. then, you know, the community comes around and supports that person. And it is mostly, like, this this intermediate tabletop, little bit below tabletop, little bit above tabletop level. And mm. that's what most people should shoot for, I think. Yeah. Like, that's it. That you yeah. should be able to be happy with that. If yeah. you're not, work harder and you will improve, but it'll take yeah. time. Exactly. <laughs> and I think when it comes to your limitations, it's not just your skill level, it's, it's the other factors. It's time. You mm. know, sometimes mm. you could, you know, if we, if we had all the time in the world, you could probably get there. But when, you know, for a lot of us, you're never going to have that time realistically. Mm. I've come to terms oh, yeah. with that. You know, as a, you know, with a full-time job, you know, children, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. You know, you're just never going to have the time to devote to become that standard. And that's perfectly fine. And there's nothing Mm. wrong with that as long as you're happy. And that's why, like I said, you know, look for these shortcuts because, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, I think people think, oh, yeah, but that's sort of cheating. No, there's no cheating in this hobby. You know, there's nothing wrong. You know, I've seen it where people are, you know, basically spraying, their models black then then they're putting loads of um color shift paint on them and mm. and that's and then doing a few little bits extra and that's it and it's like, yeah that's fine you can you can mm. explain it especially in 40k and especially aos you can explain mm. these things off you know if you wanted to take your uh, and this is because this is something in my literally in my mind for my own personal yeah. thing is whenever i return back to my cities of sigma which obviously models mm. have got a lot of detail in there you know, I can say, you know, if I want to paint them all purple and, and everything mm. like that, uh, literally, like, even their skin are different tones, yeah. just say, they've been cursed by Nagash, you know, or oh, whatever. Yeah. You, you know, go. there's a reason you can make for why they are looking like that. I mean, obviously, if you want your models to be of a certain scheme, like, i.e., a particular Space Marine chapter or things like that, okay, that's different because mm. you, you, you've you you've got, you know, a bit more limitations there. But if, you, if you're not worried about that, you can find a reason to pull it off, you know. They've yeah, been cursed. Yeah. They've been, you know, given stone skin, whatever. Mm. That's fine. That's yeah. totally cool. <laughs> yeah, it works. And that's, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, don't beat yourself up about it. It's easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about beating yourself up, let's talk about my hobby. Yes. Um, oh, <laughs> well, okay. So uh, I'll premise this by saying that, in the last month or since we've done our last mm. realm episode, what four weeks or so ago, um, I've not really done any hobby, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um not literally. I've got a few I've got I've got a few things to talk about, but from a sort of actual yeah. model perspective, um, I've not really touched any models for the last month. Um mm. mainly nothing to do with Warhammer, but I've mentally been really struggling over the last mm. month. I've been 
um, which I've discussed in the past, especially when we did our mental health episode. And I've just, yeah, I've just not been in a good place mentally over the last month for, again, nothing to do with Warhammer, just, just life reasons, you know, build up of things, you know, the, the world's in a, in a flux at the moment, as we all know. And then there's personal (laughs) stuff going on, you know, that I won't go into detail about. So yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, I will premise that, like I said, I've not really done any hobby work. Um, And what I've been trying to do in, again, this last month is when I have been feeling down is just trying to pull myself back in because with my sort of relationship with Warhammer is, uh, you know, (laughs) is a funny one because sometimes you'll see people when they're in a, a bad way mentally, Warhammer is a good thing for them. I, they'll, you know, they'll just get lost mm. in a book. They'll work on their models. I'm sort of not like that to a degree in the sense that sometimes I try to avoid, if I'm not in a good frame of mind, I try to avoid my models because what mm. often happens is, and I think I've mentioned this before is that I will start working on them. I'll start building or whatever I'm doing. And because I'm in, not in the great, it's the frames of mind. I will start making mistakes even more than normal and get frustrated and then wish I hadn't started whatever I was doing that day anyway. So I try to sort so in a way I've sort of, you know, detached myself slightly, but I have, like I said, done a few things to at least try to keep touch. You know, I've watched actually quite a lot of battle reports actually as well, which has sort of helped really because it, you know, keeps Mm. me in the hobby if I'm not, even though I'm not actively sort of working on anything. So um, let's talk about, buying so i have bought a few things um i bought the space marine codex because i felt i needed to get that i wanted to see what was going on there um Mm. i felt the 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 uh code that you get with it to use the app that was quite quite all right actually you know it worked Mm. (laughs) that's what i I must admit i put the code in i was thinking oh please work please work you know (laughs) because you know the problems we've had with the app before i was a bit skeptical but no it did work which is which was really cool um my I suppose from a model perspective, the, as far as I got in the last month was taking my ogres out of the cabinet and put them on my hobby desk to start working on them because mm. I wanted to at least move those forward again. I've not done anything with them because yeah. the intention was that as as of next week from this recording, I was due to be playing with my mate Martin uh, down at local yeah, club. Yeah. Um, that's sort of up in the air now because obviously we're about to go into a lockdown here in the UK. So um, I, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. So my intention was to at least start getting that moving. So it, it started making me think about my ogres because I do mm. want to start getting back into playing a bit more AOS. Um, so I got as far as getting a good idea for my butcher because well, I I could do with having a butcher mm. in my army. So I'm going, my plan again, when I feel in the frame of mine to do so is I'm going to take the nightmare Hulk from rogue trader and turn mm. him into a butcher. Because I was looking at the model, I was thinking yes. this is the perfect model to be a man, to be a butcher. Why mm-hmm. have I not thought of this before? Got that cleaver and everything. Exactly. He has <laughs> literally got this big ass cleaver in his hand and it's perfect. And so, yeah, so the nightmare Hulk, like I said, is out of the rogue trader kill team box, which is, not available anymore but you'll see the models mm. hanging around and the good thing yeah. about this nightmare hulk uh what well, one of the three that you can get is what again it's one obviously with the cleaver is all you've got to do is uh, basically remove the nurgle side of things um mm. which is quite yeah. ironic because obviously how many times are we talking about models and making <laughs> the nurgle we're now actually uh, doing the, the reverse <laughs> oh no not the purifying essence <laughs> exactly you know we're we're bathing him in the 
the waters oh, of Gairam. No, no, God. <laughs> so, please. <laughs> uh, so, because, I mean, obviously, butchers and slaughtermasters for your ogres are quite, uh, obviously, a common thing to have in your army because they're, you know, some of their best models or, or best mm. units, I should say. And, obviously, the models are, you know, fine cast and expensive, so it's yeah. trying to find alternative options. So, yeah, the mm. Nightmare Hulk, what I'm planning on doing is, you know, putting an ogre head on him. I'm going to remove the, the Nurgle bits off him. You know, I can shove some you know, green stuff over it. Yeah. Shove a bit of armor or whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's ways of doing it. And, and what's quite nice because it's a decent sized model. Um, it fits nicely on a 50 mil base, which is obviously what a butcher mm. would go on. So, yeah. So I think when hopefully maybe in the next few weeks, when I feel sort of mentally strong enough to sit down and do some models, I think that's going to be the first thing I'm going to work on. So we'll, we'll see where yeah. that happens really. So, uh, another thing which sort of ties into AOS is I've ordered myself one of the giants from Mantic. Now, obviously, Sons of Bayamat oh. are on the on the go at the moment. In for people yes. in general, we're seeing. I, I must admit, that's one thing I have enjoyed in the last month is seeing mm. what people are doing with their mega gargants. Oh, especially, man. we're yeah. seeing so <laughs> much cool stuff on on the internet mm. in general. Mm. You know, just go on Twitter, go on Reddit. Some people are doing some absolutely amazing stuff. (laughs) And I must admit, I'm, I'm really digging Sons of Bayamat after reading their lore, which I'll talk about in a minute. Mm. And so obviously the mega Gargan is a very expensive model. And yes, I will rant about this in a bit when we get to the news. I'll hold back. (laughs) (laughs) So mega Gargan is very expensive, but there is an alternative. Like I said, mantic mantic games who do things like kings of war and such like uh do a giant model and mm. people have caught wind that it's actually quite a cheap alternative to obviously the gw yes. model obviously that comes with caveats like you're not going to be able to run it in any gw tournaments and things like that and yeah. it's you know slightly it, but the scale is not far off yeah height yeah. wise it's pretty much bang on it's about actually i think about mm. a centimeter taller and yeah. it's made of that hard PVC plastic, which, you know, has its, has its things you got to deal with. I think, you know, the cleaning up is a bit more, you know, a bit more involved than, than you would yeah. obviously with the GW version, but it slots nicely together. I think you need to do a bit of filling here and there, mm-hmm. but nothing dramatic. And again, the good thing is any sort of fill parts that you need to do, you could put something over the top of it. You know, it's a gut, it's a giant for God's sake. It's like buckaroo. You're chucking <laughs> things on it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, yeah. And, and like I said, it comes down to cost. I mean, at the mm. moment, obviously, you know, using UK prices, a mega gargan, a GW one is 120 pounds for some goddamn reason. And the Mantic gut giant is 25 pounds. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. a well, okay. You need to buy or get hold of a 130 mil base. Cause obviously the, the Mantic version doesn't come with that, so you need mm. to factor that in. But you can get them from GW; they're only a few quid. Uh, so yeah, so that's something I just want to do as a fun little project sometime in the future. I'm still waiting for it. Obviously, Mantic are struggling because people have caught wind that this is where <laughs> you get cheap mega gargants from. So stock yeah. their stock levels are a bit uh, sketchy at the moment. So I'm still waiting for that to arrive, but I'm not in yeah. a rush. Um, no. And what I've done is I've ordered some actual gw gatebreaker pieces off mm. off ebay because obviously what people yeah. are doing luckily is people are selling off the bits they don't need for their mega gargants and yeah 
Yeah. I'll take that. Thank Makes you very sense. much. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to do it as a as a fun little project. Uh, I'm not necessarily yeah, cool. saying I'll do Sons of Bayer, Matt, but they can ally in with any faction in AOS. I just yeah, thought it would be a fun put your, model. Put your 500 points towards uh, hitting 2K on your overs. Yep. Is that 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 is what that was actually where it came from in the first place because I am mm. you know I am at the moment about fifteen hundred points built of my own oh, so so it, it, it fits yeah. nicely so uh, that's where I'm hopefully going to go with that at some point again when I feel up to it so we'll see on that and hopefully next realm episode I'll be able to you know give a bit more detail um, otherwise I've also. <laughs> arrived the other or what arrived the other week was my McFarlane intercessor i forgot i pre-ordered mm. it so the yes. you know the McFarlane toys one it's it's actually really nice i must admit oh. i was actually really pleased with it didn't you get one yeah i totally forgot about my yeah. large son i also have a large son now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought you had um i mean i got the ultramarines version just because i uh, didn't want to i just wanted it bad. as a shove on my on my display piece yeah. really so yeah it's i'm really i'm really happy with that actually i've seen for you know coming from a different company and i think again it's about 20 25 pounds it's actually oh, yeah. a really solid cheapest chips thing yeah you know <laughs> yeah. It, considering what they could have charged for it it's it's really oh, yeah. good i was actually mm. really pleased with it so i but again it, just, it was one of those things where because i i think i pre-ordered it on amazon when when you know the the model was for the toy really because it's actually mm. a toy um when it was first announced and yeah it just arrived <laughs> I was like, oh yeah I forgot oh there that. you go yeah so nice he's 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 there sitting with my transformers on the shelf at the moment so awesome good yeah. for him and he looks a lot bigger than the transformers i must admit <laughs> he's a big <laughs> lad <laughs> um and probably the last sort of you know building buying sort of thing i've been doing is because i had the intention of you know starting to play at the the local club uh which is like i said going to be slightly off the off the uh the calendar now is that i started and or have built some of the the duncan Rhodes storage boxes so duncan <laughs> Rhodes, obviously of gw fame who's now obviously gone independent he did a video recently where he showed people how to make their own storage boxes which mm. um oh, he wasn't exactly reinventing the wheel but it was a really no. good video and it was just good to see the the pieces that you could do to to do it basically and so again it's a very common method it's where you basically get a plastic box where i think here in the uk they're the really useful boxes that's the brand it's called really useful um and basically Mm. you can get like a a four liter box and a nine liter box that sort of fit nicely together and then basically you get some magnetic sheets and which again i think he links in the in the video and basically you get the A4 ones, which fits pretty much the whole box. And then you just, you basically can optionally cut a strip at the end. So you got the whole of the, the bottom of the box covered, uh, basically super glue it in and then just mm. get some, I think he uses some two mil by five mil magnets to the bottom of your models. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're magnetized and therefore it's just an easy way to store. And obviously if you're playing at your local club, which again is a bit up and down at the moment for a lot of people, it's a good way <laughs> yeah. and a cheap way of mm. of moving your models around so i've built two of those and they're very nice yeah, awesome happy days um i will actually if i remember i will put the link to that uh video, particular video from duncan mm. in the uh the show notes just so you can see for yourself it's really cool really easy uh reading wise i've done a bit of reading 
like you, mm. I've read yeah. The Infinite and the Divine. I shall it's say good. no more. <laughs> it's good. But we've already spoke about it twice already, so we'll save that. Yes. Um, I have read the Battle Tome lore for the Sons of Bayamat as well, and it's really good. Again, mm-hmm. we're intending to cover it early next, well, probably the start of next year, so I won't yeah. say much more than that. But their lore is really cool. Very amusing, as you'd imagine, because mm-hmm. we're talking about giants here. Yes. And I, I, the one thing I can categorically say is <laughs> that I can see why people are so inspired to do some of the mm. kit bashing and conversions they're doing on their gargants. Because if you read their history and some of the cool things that they do, you think, yes, I can see why people are doing. Like, if we see a Chaos Dwardin Mega Gargant sometime down oh. the line, I know why it would have happened because they would have read That's the battle cool. time yeah. <laughs> and things like that. So yeah, if you've got any interest in the Sons of Bayamat, um, the, the, so the law in the, in the battle time is really cool. Uh, but like I said, we our intention as of today is we're going to probably cover it the very first episode after the Christmas and new year break. So you can just mm. wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, the other two books that I've got read or lined up potentially is, um, Blood of the Ever Chosen, which is the mm-hmm. the Warcry Catacombs um, novel that's to tie in with obviously the release of the new Warcry box. So I've got that ready to listen, and mm-hmm. I'm going to pre-order Darkness in the Blood, which is the Ooh. the next uh, in the Adventures of Dante and Mephiston for the Blood mm-hmm. Angels. Been waiting for yeah. this book a long time. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't previewed like halfway through last year or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had a special edition. One, you know, when those real oh, fancy yeah. limited edition, yeah, ones. it got released, um, but not. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and I, as far as I know, it it is the sequel as as of such to Devastation of Baal, which is, as you know, oh. is one of my favourite novels in forty k. Oh. So, or at least it's it set after then. it. So, yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, and the last few bits of hobby is in the last month is we've wrapped up our soulbound campaign on, um, mm-hmm. that we play on discord. Yeah. That was really good. Big shout out to Martin mm-hmm. for running that. He's an awesome DM and we had a really good time with that. And I mean, we, we were off, you know, like I said, we were having like, did I mention the stag party? Or was that last episode? Yes. I can't remember. Yeah. Yes, I think so we had the stag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, you know, it culminated with us taking on a great and clean one. So yeah. Yeah. And we <laughs> we so kicked cool. its ass. <laughs> so yeah, really cool campaign. Soulbound is really cool. Really enjoying it. And following on from that, we are about to embark on playing Wrath and Glory. And like mm. I said before, my first time as a DM. And last night we had our character creation episode. So we yeah. uh, so next week we are going to start our very first you know session on it. And I'm really mm. looking forward to it. Obviously, mm. it's going to be my first time as a DM, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm amongst friends. It's fine. Everyone will be cool. Yeah, everyone be cool it. with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, looking really looking forward to that. So, uh, and then the last couple of bits is like I said, I was going to be playing AOS next week, but I don't think I probably will be because of lockdowns. And yeah. the other thing is, I've not I not entered the Black Library submission because uh, obviously that ended yesterday i was Mm. considering entering it um but i think because of the way i've been mentally recently but also i didn't want to enter because in when i sort of really thought about it 
with obviously the, the your entry has to be horror themed mm. is I don't think I can write yeah. horror. I love horror. I'm a real big fan of it, but I'm not, I don't mm. think it's something I could write. And, you know, I think sometimes, you know, yeah, I didn't want to okay. just write it and then just get rejected, you know, just because I'm not really into mm. it. So I yeah, decided not yeah. to, <laughs> you know, but we'll see what happens next year. That's you a know. fair point. If you're not feeling it, don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't bother in the end, but that's fine. No worries. Right. So let's move on to my community highlight. And if I can find the link so I can go to that old twitter.com and find out what I was talking oh about because to remind myself. Yeah. I've seen this one. <laughs> right. So, yeah, this <laughs> follows up with obviously what I've been talking about, which is Mega Gargants. So, it, this episode, it was always going to be a mega gargant for me because, like I said, I've seen so many oh, yeah. amazing mega gargants people, and and including some of the, the you know the, mm-hmm. the people that are big in AOSI, you know your Ben Johnsons, your Phil Kellys, who actually work on it yeah. for a living. So yeah. they're they're really inspired by it mm-hmm. as well. So this one is on Twitter. This is from at uh, ODT Gaming, and he's basically his mega gargant is called Smashy McSmashface even to the point that he's actually put the name at the bottom of the base. <laughs> and I love this one particularly, Beautiful. you know, I'm trying to, I've, I was trying to piece together what, how he's done this. So he's based, it's based on the war stomper mega gargant. Now he looking yeah. at it, he's green stuff strapped a, it looks like Archeon shield by the look of it. Cause I, I've got Archeon shield. Oh yeah. It's got the, yeah, on I the think that's his yeah. shield. And, he, and for context, he's using it as a knee mm. pad. So, <laughs> You know, yeah. says it all really. He's <laughs> and obviously he's using the visor or face from an actual imperial knight in 40k uh, on his head. Yeah. I can see yeah. that's yeah as a helmet, helmet, and I like nice. the fact it's sort of you know raised off his head. I which is really cool. oh he's also got um he's got an imperial knight shin pad as shoulder yep. guard as well. It's oh yeah he has actually yeah oh, and and basically he's I'm yeah. I'm presuming the the building. That's from Adeptus Titanicus, I imagine. I think it was from a scale be, yeah, perspective. Like I guess in scale in scale it'll be like a post drop yeah. point or something for the free guild, but yeah, it, it, it's that's so it, cool. it's so cool. And oh, he and he's man. given this this massive shield which has got dragon heads coming out of the bottom of it, which is absolutely mm. awesome. He, yeah. and, and again, I love what he's done around <laughs> the belts as well. You can see sort of like, like rockets. You yeah. see like he's got some grenade rockets in there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but again, as always with these, we'll, we'll link them yeah. in the, uh, the description, but people have, like I said, have been so damn creative with these sons of Bayamat. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's quite amusing it's actually seeing one that's been untouched. <laughs> it feels like they're rare. Mm. <laughs> like everyone is kit bashing them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like I, I've seen one in the flesh. Um, I mentioned before we started recording at one of the local stores, and um, store manager has mm. dreadlocks, and it's a war stomper that has been given dreadlocks by the power of green. Wow, uh, and that is the that is the least touched up uh, mega gargan <laughs> I've seen. I think. <laughs> Because it's just a little extra hair. Um, yeah, no, people are going wild for these. I was strongly considering a few Mega Gargants myself as my mm, community. Yeah, <laughs> easily, easily done. Because like I said, there's so much to choose out there. And I remember, it's still early days. I imagine people mm. are still waiting for their paychecks to oh, be able yeah. to buy one <laughs> at the moment. So there's more <laughs> to follow. So I, I can't wait mm. to see. You know, we, we should have our, our new little 
Sons of Bayamat section. <laughs> this is the latest one yeah. that has come in. So, uh, yeah, that's been my <laughs> community highlight. Um, and like I said, talking highlights, let's finish up the hobby section with our Discord highlights. So who is yours, Cameron? Mm, my highlight, let me get my notes. Uh, my highlight is Exordium Miniatures, a uh, relatively recent member of the Discord. Uh, they've done some really good stuff overall, but I was particularly impressed uh, with their mm. Dryka yeah. uh, from the Sylvaneth line. Uh, she's painted really nicely. She's got those autumn leaves and the big red blood slick talon and the blue ghostly body and everything. But what really jumped out to me was, I think this is the most alive base I've seen in a while <laughs> because it, it just, it just looks like a meadow. Yeah. You know, there's mm. some boulders. It's mostly just green and a little bit of yellow dried grass. Uh, there's clumps of fallen autumn leaves. And of course it's Warhammer. Uh, it wouldn't be a Warhammer base without some skulls, but like combined with the really nicely painted mini and then the really well done base, it really grabs your attention. And like, I was yeah, very impressed. I agree with that. I mean, I mean, Joyka is a, a lovely model. I mean, she's, she's batshit mm. crazy, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so good. But yeah, you've done an absolutely awesome job of that. And Talking of awesome jobs on Sylvaneth, mm-hmm. that's continuing. That's my uh, mm. <laughs> highlight is Meph and his tree lord. Um, a guy who can do no wrong, mm-hmm. I don't think, on our t- <laughs> when it comes oh, to yeah. models. I don't, yeah. He always seems to <laughs> smash it out of the park every time. And I think this is the, the first mm. time we've actually highlighted yeah. him on these Discord highlights. And I can't believe it's mm. taken us this long. Yeah, he, I was... <laughs> I was going to pick him too until yeah. I also <laughs> yeah. picked him um, for different reasons. Uh, we also love his turnip yes. people, uh, his turnip free guilders that he's been building yeah. for Warcry. He's doing some They're awesome so cool. stuff. Like I said, he's been working <laughs> on a living cities, uh, uh, cities of Sigmar army. Mm. And yeah, this, like I said, this tree Lord is so good. I mean, again, he's just, his standard oh, yeah. is amazing. The base on this is fantastic. Mm. I like the fact he's got a, a, a dryad rising from out of the earth. That is so cool <laughs> yeah and and it uses purple you know so you're you're about to get yep. a 10 out of 10 <laughs> for that <laughs> and yeah <laughs> i just love the contrast of colors it's 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 not over the top it's slightly mm. understated mm. but just but with nice yeah no, nice color combinations it's absolutely fantastic so yeah yeah as always meth knocking out of the park well done so <laughs> yeah never stop <laughs> never ever stop <laughs> And talking of stuff that never, ever stops, let's oh, have a God. break before we talk about all that lovely, juicy, succulent Warhammer news. Back soon. Hoo-bar. Welcome back, everyone. We've had our break, and in some people's <laughs> cases, steak, you know. <laughs> I didn't realize that's the thing that we do in breaks. I, I just had a sip of my water. Camera's eating a steak, you know? Yeah, but, uh, living, living high on the podcast dollar. I know. I was thinking, <laughs> wow, I'm missing out here. I need to uh, I need to make up for that. Right. <laughs> so let us, <laughs> let us get over that by talking about some news, Cameron. What's going yes. on in 40K? Uh, there's a lot going on in 40K. <clears throat> Let's start out. With the most important part of 40k, the Space Marines, uh, <laughs> slash S, da-da-da-da. No, they're, they're very important. Um, 
the Death Watch and Space Wolves supplements uh, are now up for pre-order, I believe. They're not out yet. No, up for pre-order. Yeah, um, they're up for pre-order because yes. obviously it proved that we were, we, you know, obviously we're looking at uh, start collecting boxes last mm. episode, weren't we? And yes. we were like, where, why are they no longer available? Ah, because uh, Games Workshop doesn't want you buying them anymore. Uh, so <laughs> we're in, we're into a new era for sort of kind of getting started in the hobby. Uh, the Combat Patrol. Uh, so this is essentially a slightly beefier start collecting box. They are replacing start collecting boxes in 40k. Uh, the the idea here being that each box is a guaranteed roughly 500 600 point combat patrol. So at least one HQ, two troops. That kind of thing, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so the one for the Death Watch is, I believe, a Primaris Lieutenant, a Primaris Apothecary, 10 Intercessors, and 3 Aggressors. Is that That's correct? Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, so, honestly, a decent little force. Uh, it is um, essentially the same as the old Space Wolves start collecting box with an Apothecary added in, ironically yeah. enough. Yeah. Um. Now, we, we come a little bit to an issue of pricing here, because this <laughs> is like that old Space All Star Collecting Box, which was $160 here. Here, these are, these Combat Patrol boxes are $230. Cool. Uh, which is a $70 increase for essentially one Apothecary and one extra upgrade sprue, because the Space Wolf mm. one also had a up, Space Wolf upgrade sprue initially. Um, the thing is, it's still decent value compared to buying all of those things separately. It's just getting to that. It's climbing over that point where this is no longer a buy three of these to make your army thing. Yeah. And definitely more of a one-time investment, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and on the Space Wolf side, their combat patrol is the Primaris battle leader from their old star collecting box. Um, yeah. A Hounds of Morkai set, which are Space Wolves Reavers, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, <laughs> a set of, I believe, 10 Infiltrators? Uh, no, it's Intercessors again. Ten, oh, really? 10 Intercessors again? And an yeah. Invicta Tactical Warsuit. Uh, right. I will tell you, I'll tell you what, this one does feel more worth that price tag. Just yes. because instead of an Apothecary, you've got an Invicta Tactical Warsuit, and I do love yeah. My Victor Tactical Warsuit. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> the thing is that both boxes are really, like, the actual contents are very good. Mm, like, the Death Watch yeah. one, a lieutenant, always handy. Aggressors, mm-hmm. okay, they, they took a bit of a hammering in the Codex, but they're still very useful. Still Obviously, Intercessors are bread and butter, <laughs> and the Apothecary mm-hmm. is one, actually one of the best Space Marine units at the moment, arguably. Mm. And then, like I said, when you look at the Space Wolves, sim- okay, Reavers, are not fantastic. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. we'll see what their rules are for the Hounds of Morkai. But Invicta Warsuit, Intercessors, a Battle Leader, which is their version of a mm. Lieutenant, all really cool. So, you know, again, putting aside it being Death Watch and Space Wolves, like we said, yes. the, the former Space Wolves one, Primaris one, that it's good for all Space Marine chapters. You know, so even if you yeah. don't collect yeah. Death Watch or Space Wolves, these two are worth it for in lots... Well. <laughs> worth it being the funny word um yeah like i said i i, I think i think we're going to cover price a fair bit in this news so i think let's get it let's yes. get it out of the way now okay, okay. so yeah let's yeah. let's have the let's have the price rant so yeah, all right this, uh <laughs> right stretch. too expensive Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously this comes from the fact that 
I'd say predominantly three things um, that we're mm. that we've seen. We're actually going to talk about in the news, but it can apply to a few other bits. Obviously, yes. we're talking about the combat patrols. We're going to talk about the mega gargants for Sons of Bayamat, yep. and you could yep. chuck in Warcry Catacombs as well in yes. that as well. So yes. those particular boxes are now getting unreasonably exp- expensive, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know we, uh, you know, for regular listeners we always try to be positive with the hobby. Mm. You know, we try not to be too ranty, too negative because there's enough of that out there, you know, (laughs) far too much of it out there. So, you know, it's trying to be positive, but then you've got to be realistic as well because sometimes, yes. Yeah. They push it too far. Now Mm. with these combat patrols, you know, effectively, again, I'll use UK, obviously UK prices, but they've gone from, you know, start collecting box, is usually 60 pounds obviously these are going to 85 so that's a you know a good chunk up and you know if you look at the death watch one you're effectively realistically just getting the apothecary for that and Mm. that they're 20 you know okay it's a death watch one which is slightly more expensive because they have to chuck in the the death watch sprue which is (laughs) i think is very unreasonable yeah because (laughs) that's just you know that's artificial you know Mm. inflation really they've got to basically buy it just to get the sprue so yeah, you can argue the set is still a decent, you know, you are saving a bit. Um, mm. And then obviously if you're getting it from a third party, you know, discount store, then you're obviously yes. going to save a bit more. So I think uh, like, a, you know, Alchemist, for example, obviously friends of the show, they sell them for about 65, 66. So it's not, that's not a terrible price for what you're getting in there. But I think it's now starting to feel, and especially now with the Sons of Bayamat coming out, where they're charging yes. £120 for a yes. Mega Gargan, it feels like it's go, it's going from, oh, well, we need to do a bit of a price increase because, you know, production, you know, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. But it feels like now they're getting to the point where, with some of these kits, it's like, how much can we get away with? charge it yeah because oh, i don't see where why is this kit x and why is this kit y or box yeah. or whatever you know yeah. and you know so the, like again sons of bayamat the mega gargants they're 120 pounds oh, and and obviously <laughs> you know absurd prices in other uh, countries yeah. as well and you, you obviously naturally you will make comparisons to other big aos kits um, yeah, and and obviously the knights in forty k. Well, a knight is I think over here is ninety five pounds, roughly ninety yep. to ninety five. Yep. Okay, and you know when you look at the sons of Bama mega gargants, you you think to yourself, well, okay, so at the moment greater demons, which are you know probably a little bit marginally smaller. I haven't seen the actual hmm. size comparison. They're, uh, they're eighty, yeah. yeah, a little bit short. They're they're eighty five pounds over here, and then. Yeah. And like I said, knights are ninety five, and then, yeah. you know, uh, then obviously Archaon is a hundred, I think, and he's actually bigger yes. in some. In depends oh, which way yeah. you look at it, yeah. and you're thinking, where are they getting a hundred and twenty pounds from? Where, like, to me, a, a mega gargan should be ninety five. It should be basically the same price as a knight, give or take. Yeah, and you can you can build three mega gargants from it. But obviously only one, you know, but you can do one of the three variations. And obviously same with knights, you know, you can build a few variations of the knights in the kit as well. Yeah. And obviously it comes yeah. with plenty of parts. I don't like, so where is that extra £25? Where is that uh, coming from? What, where's that extra £25, you ask? Yeah. Matt, let me ask you a question. Mm. How much is how much is a knight in Australian dollars? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Is it 
twenty thousand caboodle doodle dollars. I don't know. Surprisingly close. No, it's one hundred eighty-five dollars for the Canis Rex kit. Okay. Um, and then a, a Mega Gargant here is three hundred and twenty Australian dollars. <laughs> oh man! Which I've just done a bit of calculator work. There's a one hundred and thirty-five dollar difference, which is way more than 25 pounds mm. uh, which is the difference you're paying between those two kids yep. Yep. in fact it's a difference so great that i could chuck in 50 dollars more and for only 50 dollars more than a gargan i could get two nights instead of the gargan <laughs> that is um, absurd yeah uh i don't i i assume people here have bought them um yeah Actually, I know people here have bought them because on uh, on third-party sites they were sold out for pre-order. Mm. Um, but that's the thing. They were sold out for pre-order on third-party sites, which dropped that price to about $250, which is still pretty high, but yeah. it's more reasonable. Because like the thing, the thing from our perspective is this keeps happening to Australians because yeah, yeah. The, the, the night conversion rate is not awful. It's not amazing. Is it's ninety five pounds to one hundred eighty five dollars, which is basically doubled, whereas it should be more like a one point six to one point eight timesing uh, kind of deal. But then the Knight Valiant and Knight Castellan came out, and instead of being in the two hundred ish, uh, which is where the rough conversion rate would fall, because the Castellan and uh, Valiant, I believe, are about five pounds more. If I'm correct, yeah. Yep, so, like, like round it, round it to an even two hundred. Then, you know, no. Instead, they're two hundred eighty dollars here. <laughs> uh, there's, there is, you know, a, 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 there's a ninety five dollar difference between a regular night and a uh, Dominus class night here for some reason. And uh, now we just up the ante further with a model that is, I will, I will give that. I've seen one in person. They are beautiful. They are, mm. I would say, far more detailed than any night. Like, in terms of, like, you know, all the little doodads, all the stuff on it, sure, way more detailed, definitely. But the thing about Knights is they are 100% Games Workshop's gold standard for a good kit. They are poseable. Uh, They have tons of options in their loadouts. They are, you know, really fun and easy to paint, all that kind of thing. They hit all the... I've talked about this many times. I love knights. They hit all the buttons for me. They hit all the buttons for lots of people. Yep. They are like one of the best-selling kits of all time. I know because the mold lines on them are terrible now. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how well-loved a kit is by how bad the mold lines get. True. Um, yep. I really want a Mega Gargan. I'm mm. never going to buy one direct, which makes me sad because I like supporting my local Games Workshop store because mm-hmm. I love the guy who runs it. He's awesome. I love the community there. I cannot... I cannot conceivably put out a third of a thousand dollars essentially yeah. for one model. Uh, I mean, I could, but like not one model of that size and like level <laughs> yeah. of like posability and uniqueness. Like a Titan, maybe I could justify that investment mm-hmm. myself. A knight, a, a sufficiently nice four draw knight, probably yeah. But like this is a essentially monopose plastic miniature. <laughs> yeah, it's got some bits and options, sure, but it's not worth that. No, no way. <laughs> that's the that's the simple fact of it. It's it to me. It's an unjustified increase, and it's the same with yeah. you know e- even going back to these these com- combat patrols. I don't mm. you know the 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 increase is not justified by what you get in there because again, no. you know if you look at the the Death Watch, you're just getting an apothecary realistically on on oh, yeah. on the old yeah. one, and it's like well, but that's not worth 
you know, that's not <laughs> a good enough deal by just having to charge 25 quid extra for it. The me- and, yeah. and it, and it, the problem is again, with these kits is for, for people that want to collect these particular armies, you're sort mm. of, you're, you're, you're sort of, you know, putting them over a barrel to a degree here because, you know, again, with Sons of Bayamat is, you know, there's obviously people that have been, you know, absolutely over the moon that this army's coming mm. out. And then yeah. to then get hit with these sort of prices, knowing realistically, you know, especially if you're running 2K armies, you're going to want at least oh, yeah. two, but probably three um, yes. to go along I mean, with you can run a list of man crushes. Just four of them. You can run yeah. a list with just four of them. That down here is $1,280. That's way above yeah. what I would pay for a 2,000-point army. I would, would I have fun with it? Yes. With the way I build models, would I spend an extra $500, $600 on extra bits? Probably. And that that's where the problem is. Like The initial yeah. investment is too high for me to feel like I would be comfortable doing mm. what I like to do with models, which is yeah. pull stuff from all over, cut them to pieces, and <laughs> yeah. remix them with all cut. Like, it's, it's beyond belief. Yeah, I is is I just I, I I find it disgusting. I actually I, I mm. is actually because there's times with with you know the, all the news and Warhammer stuff that we've covered over the last few years. There's times where you think, oh, that's not on, but you don't. I don't get emotionally invested mm. in it, and and this is one of the few times I'm thinking, no, you're at this is bad like you're actually taking oh yeah here because yeah. because there's no again there's no justification for it and obviously I, okay you've got to factor in that the the cost for, for any model they sell is not just the physical plastic and box because obviously oh yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It, would, it would have been the mold in the first place it would have been the the wages of the the designer and obviously manufacturing and um advertising and things like that and obviously that mm. counts for every model they sell but but when you actually put it down to it and you, you know, you, you're taking this mega gargan out of the box and you're thinking, all right, I've spent 120 pounds on that or, you know, $5 million on <laughs> elsewhere <laughs> on it. And you just think, but like the, the actual markup on that is extortionate because obviously oh, it's not, yeah. you know, okay, it's plastic in there, but it's not, you know, the, the plastic cost would be minimal to sort of churn mm. that, you know, actual material cost oh, yeah. would not be that expensive. So the, the amount of profit of plastic. making on it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's just, I just, I just don't, I, I just feel sorry for people that are going to get into the hobby and mm. then start questioning it because they're going to go, yeah. oh, wow, a giant. And they're going to, you know, or, you know, Gargan. And then they're going to look mm. at it and go, why is that 120 pounds when that equivalent model over there, like they look at Archaeon and go, why is he a hundred? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That doesn't Absolutely. make any sense. Like there's no logic yeah. behind it. And, mm. you know, I, and we've seen that with a lot of these kits where and and it, and again, when we talk about Warcry, with that that box now being one hundred and twenty five pounds, yeah. Um, yeah, which was a hundred the first time. Again, I think what I it's trying to defend it, but then it's becoming to the point where I can't really defend it. And I think it's now becoming the yeah. point where it's taking advantage of what people are going to want to buy because obviously a lot of people missed out on the first Warcry box set because yeah. it was only a lim- well, it, people didn't know, but it ended up being quite a limited set. <laughs> which obviously mm. people were frustrated at. Okay, fine. Yeah. You can buy the things separately. You buy your war bands and off you go. And then cool. Oh, right. They're doing another one, which, you know, it's got half of the terrain 
and scenery mm. from the first box plus a bit, ex, you know, other, you know, another half. Yeah. But it's not like technically as much. Doorways as, uh, yeah. Exactly. But it's not as much. Okay. You're getting two, two cool war bands in it, but okay. Yeah. They're still of the same value that the old ones would have been at. But now this one's now 125 pounds. So it's, it's now, mm. it, again, it's, it's, it feels like it's just being milked because at the end of the day, now people yeah. that missed the first time, okay, great. I can get another set now. Oh, but it doesn't mm. seem to come with half as much and it's now, about a quarter expensive again. Yeah, it's I mean, feel- like the the thing is, I'm a I'm I have terrible depression, but I tend to be a positive person. I mm. think is a good way to describe me. Yep. After the Sons of Bayamet went up for pre order, I I gen I genuinely had like a two day internal sit down with myself and think like, am I being priced out of my hobby? Mm. What would I What would I do if not this? Like, because I I love Warhammer, it's yeah. great. Like, yeah, same. It's it's the, probably the best hobby I have. It's definitely yeah. better than gaming. I love yeah. I, I love video games too, but it's better. It's better for me. Um, mm-hmm. might not be better for my wallet at this point. Um, but like, <laughs> I, I sat down and I went, "Wow, I would love I would love to do a one thousand point Sons of Bayonet army. Mm. All I, I already have an old metal giant, so I just need to buy a unit of man crushers and one of the new giants and the battle tome." Yeah. And like, the thing is, until next year, that is probably out of my price point, to be honest. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm doing okay financially. Trust me, I'm buying a PS5. I'm doing okay financially. But, <laughs> yeah. and like, and for me personally, that's like a personal entertainment investment for the next five to eight years. But yeah, that's a different conversation. But like, it, it just feels off. I think well, is the thing. Like it feels yeah. bad, especially because this comes on the heels of something that was great that the community saw as great that the community saw was like very heartening. Was Games Workshop has done so well this year that they returned government benefits that they mm. got during the pandemic because they, they did, didn't yeah. need them. And yeah. uh, hey, all credit where credit's due. That was cool. That was good. They should have done that, and they did do that because they didn't need it. That's fine. But coming on the heels of the news of we've we've got record breaking profitability, our shares keep going up and up and up. You know, uh, every other business in the world has been close to falling apart, and here we are standing proud. And then they go also extra uh, hundred thirty five dollars over what the British are paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's not nice. No, no I, I get I get I get your feeling and. And I, I wasn't even emotionally invested in this army in the first place. I was like, mm. oh, cool. Sons of Bayamat. And obviously, I'm, I'll get an Amantic one. Just Also, yeah. just out, yeah. out of principle, I feel I'm buying it. I'm like, look, you can get a 25 <laughs> quid one and just do it up yeah. a bit. It'll be as, yeah. good, as good as. And that's fine. I just Listen, think that I just feel sorry. Four, you can get four Mantic Giants. And exactly. exactly. And that's bad. That's terrible when you actually mm. put it in that perspective. It, it shouldn't be the case. Uh, oh yeah, but what again? Okay, the, the, don't, don't get me wrong. The the GW one's going to be much like a much better quality. Nicer. You know, I yeah. I get that. I'm not expecting it, but it's it's got to be comparative. And I just think I just feel sorry for any I know kids that you know have been saving up their pocket mm. money to start oh, something yeah. to bear them out. Which okay, it was never going to be a cheap one, but like <laughs> maybe just wanted that one, and now it's like yeah. another twenty five quid on top. And for a lot of people, again, obviously worse for in Australia and other countries. Mm. But I think, you know, for some people, you know, they may look at it and think, well, okay, I can still afford it. And probably that's the case. If you've got enough, mm. enough disposable oh, yeah. income, that yeah. extra ma- amount, you know, you could have 
probably afford. It's just, but then you're what is again, it's the justification for paying it. It's like, but what am I getting for that extra? Like what, hmm. what's the, you know, if they were shoving in like, Oh, but we put a man crusher in there as well. You think, okay, oh, yeah. fine. You know, that's yeah. now yeah. making it a bit more, a bit more tasty. Whereas you're not, you're just, it's an arbitrary increase. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah, they're all arbitrary increases. You're just mm. paying extra because GW has put that price tag on it. And that is yeah. it. That's all it yeah. is. Bottom line. Yeah. And, and, like, and like, you know, we, we've seen things of, well, you know, maybe it's too, they, they did okay during the pandemic, but they did have to pay like two months worth of salary to every single Games Workshop employee around the world. Maybe that's weighing on them a little. And I went, yeah, yeah maybe it's helping to cover that. But the thing is, Games Workshop does not lower prices. That no. is a temp. That is a temporary setback for the company that they are retaliating to with a permanent, I would say, an attack on the community. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's not kosher. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. it's. I don't think it's acceptable at all. And I know again, there'll be people thinking, "Oh, it's an expensive hobby," you know. And we know that it's not. It's never been a cheap hobby. But there's yeah. there's nothing worse than having to pay something extra extra for something for no real good reason like it's yeah. just yeah you know just because and that's just mm. that mm. doesn't work yeah for me to yeah be honest. And, it, and, it, and it's shame it just loses that bit of goodwill that they've been getting yeah and they do they, and they do this sometimes they do this every now and again and yeah. it's very very annoying um the let me own games workshop i'll put everything down to you know profitable <laughs> but reasonable price like that, that's that's the other thing it's like it's annoying to me because if they want more money from me this is not how you do it no lower it lower the prices because yeah. you'll spend more like <laughs> imagine for a moment matthew if a mega garden came out and it was 70 pounds or here 150 dollars mm. yeah i would have bought three yeah a lot of people would have easily <laughs> easily like that that's that's the it's the dumb brain thing of this high price is too much, but if the price was half as much, I would buy it three times. Yeah. The thing is, I would, and I would be able to make it work on a week-to-week basis as well, because you don't need that massive cash reserve. Like, it is it is becoming harder and harder to pop in and pick up something just because, and that makes me yeah. very sad. Yeah. Like, at this point, if I want to pick up something just because, it's probably like a unit of 20 models from Warhammer Fantasy Days, because those are the ones that are affordable at the mm. just, be- just because level, and that's not cool. Um, no. Like, seriously, if anyone from Games Workshop listens to this show, you probably don't have the power to change this. I understand that. No, of course not. Find someone who can talk to investors and get them to understand that if Games Workshop halves the price of everything they sell, they will probably quintuple their profits next mm. year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Especially <laughs> if it's especially if it's things which you're going to want to buy multiple of. Again, mm. like the Mega oh, Gardens. Yeah. A lot of people are going to want at least three of them. So make them... Mm. An, uh, or, okay, meet us halfway. M- make it make a deal on those three. You know, say, mm. they're, okay, they're £120 each, but for £250, you mm. can get three of them. Okay, oh, yeah. you know. Like, you know, okay. Forgeworld does that. You can yeah. get uh, night detachments for, like, up to 40 pounds off or something i think for a trio yeah. of knights that's it and those sell because it's an actual deal <laughs> yeah that's it do do people a deal and, and not have to rely on the the third parties because even the third party mm. discounts they're still expensive oh yeah and you know you know again mega gargants i think end up being around the price that they should be starting off at i think a mega gargant yeah. is oh absolutely you know, it goes down to about 96 
which is sort of roughly what it should be in the first place. So, so in mm. theory, again, if you're mm. buying knights, you're getting them for about 70 odd because yeah, you know, they yeah. start off at 90, you're getting the discount and then, you know, then it, again, it feels a bit more reasonable. So, but mm. uh, right. Let's let, right. Let, let's go back <laughs> to being positive Cameron. Right. What, yes. what else? <laughs> okay. So I've got all that. Uh, now let me finish off the hounds of Morkai. We know a little bit about, yeah. Um, they are essentially a space falls anti-psycho unit created for the very important reason of Games Workshop can't sell Reavers to save their lives. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I seriously think that is what it is, is that the Reaver kit just doesn't sell. Um, but it's a five-man Reaver squad with a Space Wolves upgrade screw. They are actually kind of cool. Mm. They're decent in close combat, but their their main thing is they are an anti-Psyker unit. Uh, so they get, they can debuff psychic tests around them. They can target psychers and ignore character rules and that kind of thing. Uh, so they're actually quite a nice little hit squad. I, I've liked yeah. the preview that I've seen for them. The thing about them is I kind of like that the official kit for this is just Space Wolves Reavers because this, in my opinion, is Games Workshop saying if it's a Space Wolves unit with a knife and a heavy bolt pistol, and it looks like it has some runes on it, it's probably a Hounds of Morkai. Go nuts. Like, you could do these, do these, like, with, um, uh, Forge World Space Wolves models and just say, yeah, everything's got two wounds now, these are totally primaris, look away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could take Infiltrators or any, any of those kits and really go to town, give them, like, the, the Wolf Scout treatment with the Wolf Pelts and everything, like, the golden golden uh, hobby memories for me include reading the 5th edition Tyranid Codex and going, wow, the Doom of Malantai, and wow, the Red Terror, and wow, the Parasite of Morthrax. What are the models for those? They sound so cool. Oh, there aren't any models, but if I look it up online, everyone's made one, mm. and they all look incredible. I want that back. I yeah. want rules for things that you don't necessarily produce. Like, like make a generic kit. You know, oh, here's one of the army's other kits with a single sprue that they already had slapped in. But really, just do whatever you want. I think yeah. it would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because, again, it feels like the Hounds of Morkai are just a little bit lazy. That they're, they're just yeah. basically a five-man Reaver sprue. So one of the, you know, one of the two sprues yeah. you get in the ten-man kit. Plus you get the Primaris Space Wolf upgrade kit, which... yeah is it's cool i mean it's a cool combination mm. they look good but it's oh, not yeah. it's what anyone could do anyway it's what i did when i was doing some mm. space wolves you just get the yeah. upgrade screen just shove it on you know already existing yeah. models yeah, yeah. it's not guess what you own some hounds of mocha you were ready you yeah were and it's, it's, i was already ahead of the curve and it, it's yeah. um yeah i just think it's it's a shame that they've just Rather than make, if they made a brand new kit saying, look, these are mm. Space Wolf Reavers and they've got literally alternative sculpts, that's totally different. Oh, yeah. You know, That'd then be you'd be like, oh, on board, but it's just a, you know, adding yeah. two sprues together to make another yeah. kit and then naming them is not. And I don't know, it's a shame really because Reavers are so cool. I just feel sorry that mm. for people that want to run them, that they're not that enticing and obviously make giving them cycle rules is probably not making them that even that more enticing either (laughs) fortunately but yeah you know yeah i I agree like the kidding is lazy but i just like the fact that space wolves have a new unit yeah that's cool totally agree like yeah yeah, that that's great do more of that i think every i think every book should come with and here's a new unit that can be easily represented with the currently available kits 
but it doesn't have to be. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Give it, give us that Games Workshop. Um, the various war gears, etc., have now been updated across the board, basically. Uh, all your flamers have longer range. Your heavy bolters, they're all damaged too. All that kind of good stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. I like mm, it. Definitely. Um, some stuff is getting big upgrades, which we'll talk about uh, in just a second. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, actually, let's jump right in. We we all know about the various war gears getting upgraded. The Imperial Armor Compendium is available for order now. Um, it has it is severely pared down. This is the Forge World data sheets for Ninth Edition. It is severely pared down. Uh, a lot of Space Marine players are complaining that it's just like a, a cheap slap job, which I I don't know it probably is uh, for their point of view. But I woke up this morning and I saw the most glorious thing. Like every now and again, there is a perfect miracle moment in nature where you know you <laughs> see like the butterfly lands on the dog's nose or like the baby monkey returns to its mother after having mm-hmm. it having its stay at the vet or whatever. I saw Tyranid players in the wild being happy, and it made me, <laughs> it, it it literally actually kind of touched my heart. I was like, I I think this is the first positive rules post I've ever seen on the Tyranid subreddit. <laughs> um, and the thing is, if you're a Tyranids player, you've made out like a demon in Imperial Armor Compendium. Do you know how many points Hyrajules drop by? No. What was that? How much? About 175, and they wow. moved to heavy support, so you can fit them in a normal army without taking a super heavy detachment. Yeah, they are so good. <laughs> See, that's the positivity they need. And, and to be fair, yeah. I, I've I've not read. I'm I need to read the you know the latest articles on obviously mm. what's been updated in that book. So I think I think Goonhammer have already done their article, which will be usually really good. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know that like relic <laughs> contemptors and stuff have been nerfed, which was mm. you know, inevitable. Um, but I think I think they've done the right. Again, I've not gone into the details, so I can't yeah. comment on that. But it, it looks like they've done the right thing. They've obviously moved the amount of data sheets from about three hundred odd down to just under two hundred, haven't they? So they've yes. pulled yeah. a lot, which was inevitable. But it's oh, in, yeah. But, yeah. but it's now in GW's wheelhouse, which is the most important thing. It's not part of Forge World anymore. That compendium. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and and obviously, let's be honest. This is probably going to be a first run, so there mm. will be probably a, a, will be an more. updated yeah. one later down the line. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not probably for a while, yeah. but uh, it, it's fine. And mm. I suppose with Forge World, it's always been a funny thing on the tabletop because obviously that it suffered from the fact it either has seemed to have really overpowered units or yes. really underpowered units, which yes. no one bothered bringing. <laughs> because obviously the Forge World stuff has this habit of being really good, it then gets nerfed into infinity and then no mm. one bothers taking it yeah. anymore. And then there's a few that survive that and, and it carries on being the norm. Hence why like Space Marines run in you know, Relic Contemptors, Lothiathans and things like that. So yeah, yeah. there's got to be that moment where oh, things yeah. get compacted yeah. things get raised um but i think oh, from yeah. what i've seen a few a few <laughs> factions have come out really well custodies have come out really well of it because obviously that's yeah. helpful for them because like half their half their bloody uh, unit choices are in Forge World <laughs> anyway yeah so yeah um yeah no like, like it, it this is the level of changes that i want to see because it gives me hope for like future changes to upcoming factions because like again that kind of point drop, things shifting around what uh what slot they are, 
basically. That's all, like, super promising. Um, the Hierophant dropped nearly a thousand points and in return lost, like, 15 wounds. But, like, the thing is, like, this kind of shifting to the point where some of this stuff is playable in actual games mm. is crazy to me. Like, yeah. a, a, a Hierophant was a 2,000-point army on its own, and it was terrible. Now, mm-hmm. it's 850 points. It's essentially a, it's essentially a Knight Dominus for Tyranids. Is it's not as it's not as like tough anymore. It's lost a whole bunch of wounds, but it's still got great shooting. It's got incredible melee, and it's like it's a big fire magnet for the rest of your swarm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, it's really cool. Um, however, as a Death Guard player, I must protest the fact that we can now only use one Forge World model, which is the Greater Blight Drone, because <laughs> I own a Leviathan, two Contemptors, and a Derideo, uh, and those aren't allowed in Death Guard armies anymore. Because uh, to assign them a legion trait, you have to reference Codex Chaos Space Marines yeah, and assign I saw them one that. legion from there. Uh, Death Guard is not a valid choice there. Neither is Thousand Suns or the Fallen. Um, yeah, so, so they're hoping that we have FAQ yeah. to maybe fix that. Hopefully, I'm assuming that will be the case because I'm not saying that Death Guard was like the Contempt of Dreadnought faction for all of Eighth, but it was kind of the <laughs> Contempt of Dreadnought faction for yeah. all of Eighth Edition. Like people have those. They exist. I have them. <laughs> Let me use <laughs> I, them. Um, I want to use my toys. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I'm assuming that'll be like either eroded or, um, it, or we could have something interesting like where when the Cha- Ca- uh, Chaos Space Marines Codex comes out, the Legion traits applicable could be expanded, which mm. would give me access to everything in the Chaos, yeah, potentially. Uh, Chaos Space Marines mm. Codex. That would be a way to fix it. <clears throat> I'm not saying it is. Don't don't quote me on that because it's probably not. But hey, <clears throat> in general, I'm just excited for the Death Guard Codex upcoming. Give yeah, me previews. <laughs> I like we can surmise. There's been rumors that like disgustingly resilient is changing and all that. The uh, the Greater Blight Drone in this compendium, it's the same uh, for disgustingly resilient, so it's probably not changing. But there was a rumor going around like oh, it's just minus one to wound now. I'm like, oh, Bolter would wound me on a six plus. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> no. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there, there are highs, there are lows. Uh, yeah. For some factions, it's incredible. For some, it's not so great. Mm. Uh, sorry, Death Core of Kriegs player, but it's time mm. you just play regular guardsman rules, I guess. Um, <clears throat> or just play a different re- faction. Or just play a different faction. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the Kriegers are tragic, not funny. Stop memeing at them. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ragnar and Gaskell are now available separately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaskell is, I would say, reasonably priced. He is Gilliman yeah. slash Abaddon priced. Well done yeah. on that one. That won't see. Hey, you can price things somewhat reasonably. That works. Yeah. That's fine. That's it. Just be yeah. consistent. Yeah, and and Ragnar is the same Primaris character price, which I feel is a little high, but it's not insane. So yeah, hey, whatever. It's yeah. fine. Uh, they're available separately. They're both really cool models. If you're doing Space Wolves, you want Ragnar. If you're doing Orcs, yep. you maybe want Gaz. Cool. Um, Warhammer Day was yesterday. I did not go to a Warhammer store because uh, I've already spent all my Warhammer money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's the bare-nosed truth of it. Like, I want to be able to afford games for this PlayStation I'm getting, which means there are limits. <laughs> um, Agreed. Uh Chaplain Torrentus was available in store and could also be ordered online. Uh, he's a cool Terminator Chaplain with a combi flamer. Uh, it's pretty cool. 
He's very similar to the other Terminator chaplain that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, sure, whatever, fine, cool. Yeah. Um, if if you really like him, you really like him, and you should you should go with that. Uh, chaplains are very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Great. I'm interested to see if next year the last Saturday of October is also Warhammer Day, or if it's going to be the 31st. I'm assuming it's going to be like a last week of the month or whatever. Yeah, probably. Kind of deal. Yeah. Just just so they can keep it on Saturdays for like ease of use. Yeah, I um, can see that. Yeah. yeah. Agree. <clears throat> uh, and more Necron or Primaris units are now out. Uh, I yep. believe there are a couple that still don't exist in Australia because that ship sunk and will never oh, be Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, we still don't got that chaplain on a bike, I think. Mm. Which is a bit of a shame. Uh, hey, if, if anyone does like diving salvage recoveries and just finds a crate of those, send them my way. Um, I'll, I'll take care of them. And by that, I mean, I'll make an entire Raven wing army out of one model. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes. Uh, yeah. Basically almost everything's here. As far as Necrons, I think we're just waiting on Flayed Ones, which will probably be coming mm-hmm. with the Kill Team expansion yep. next year. Uh, so, yeah, which we'll talk about more later. Um, okay, over to Age of Sigma. Broken Realms is coming, and I'm extremely excited. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, hey, book one, Marathi. Guess mm. who it's about? It's about everyone's favorite uh, mommy dominatrix. Um <laughs> I I saw so many comments along the lines of "step on me, snake mother." Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, guess what she's trying to do? She's trying to become God again. Yeah, uh, she keeps trying. I, for one, kind of hope she gets through because then I we have a God yeah. in Age of Sigma who's not tied to a particular realm, mm. and I think that would be interesting. Um, mm. And also, she deserves it. She's done. Hey. She was, she was, she was messing around in Warhammer Fantasy. In Age of Sigma, she has been working hard. Like, she's not starting Slanesh cults. She's not doing incest with her son, as far as we know. Um, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. In Age of Sigma, she works hard. You know, she tells it like it is. She, uh, sends assassins out. She gathers, like, Elvenkind together. She's the one who helped orchestrate the chaining of Slanesh and also the one who's, like, telling people, like, hey guys, listen. This won't last forever. We do need to be prepared. She's on the ball. She deserves an upgrade. Um, apparently the upgrade she's getting is that you can have both of her forms out at once, which sounds yeah. bonkers. Yeah. And I love that idea. Um, so the question is, is this, has she learned greater control of shadow magic and it has an illusory double? Or is she a god and can literally make two avatars? We'll I, 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 I have a feeling it'd probably be the former. But yeah. yeah, I hope it's the latter. Like you yeah. said, I hope she <laughs> ends up being a god because that would really mix things up. It sort of suggests, nice like you said, she's trying, she's going to turn her back on Sigmar. Um, mm. you, you, yeah, I, I don't it. know. <laughs> yeah. He deserves I mean, it. Nah, uh, listen, I will, I will always push for Marathi to keep doing cool, treacherous things because she's so good <laughs> yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> like... She's one of my favorite AOS characters now. She's so good. I, she really is, and it's nice for Dorse of Came to get a bit of uh, a bit of mm. attention as well. And mm. I, I just, I just hope that, like I said, she gets to Godhood and and just really mixes up the the mm. Order Grand Alliance because uh, the Grand oh, Alliances yeah. are in a funny place at the moment because it obviously just loosely 
puts uh, yeah. factions together and yeah yeah I, I just want to see it like a, almost like a war between them i know you can anyway mm. technically but oh, yeah, it would just yeah, be nice yeah. that order just gets really disrupted uh because oh, of yeah. this um you know uh, and i can't wait to see what comes of this i it, it feels yeah. like it's a cross between or it, it's a bit like psychic awakening but it sounds mm. like we're gonna we're gonna come into aos 3 sometime in the yeah. next year or so it's feeling like that in my bones yeah i'm gonna toss out a prediction everyone is assuming that this will end with slanesh breaking loose like th- this whole series of books will end with slanesh yeah. breaking loose and throwing us into third edition i'm gonna count a point halfway through this series slanesh will get loose and between the forces of order civil war and the slanesh resurgent the resulting amount of sheer battle and bloodshed that has not happened in to that degree in Age of Sigma since the t- Age of Chaos will call Gorkamorka back, and Age of Sigma <laughs> Three will be Gorkamorka and the forces of destruction because it's their turn. Yeah, Age of Sigma First Ed was Chaos. Then we've had Nagash and Death, Death as yep. Second Edition. It's time for like a new Auric army. I mean, that'd hey, be cool. You you want to release a high value stock uh, starter set? one son of Bayamat and then a Stormcast <laughs> army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. Be yeah, I, yeah. I could see it. I think I, I'm just hoping that by the fact that it's called broken realms, that things do mm. get, m- m- you broken. know, really broken. And I mean, and it'd be cool that if, if for example, the realms actually change because of it, because of it, mm. like the landscape actually changes. Um, do we see, will we oh, see a new man. realm appear? You know, things like that. It'd be it'd be amazing. Oh. Like, like two realms combined to birth a new one. Oh, what happens because because the realm of light is the sun, right? In Age mm-hmm. of Sigma, what happens if Tyrion dies? I'm throwing that out there. First off, of course, Teclas would dissolve because he's not yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> if Tyrion coming dies, around again, <laughs> it's coming around again. Uh, but if Tyrion dies, does the sun just go out? Mm. Until like someone else steps up, until someone else steps up to become the god of light, and Marathi yeah. throws away the shadows. Because mm. the way you get to Marathi's is she learns the ancient Lumineth art of cloning and clones herself. Ah! Oh, I'm connecting the dots. I can feel it. I think that, that hey, Tyrion's going to die. Teclas is going to disappear. Marathi's going to step up and become the god of light and clone herself. And that's all going to happen in the first book. <laughs> Totally, 100%. That's not going to happen in the first book. Amazing. Games Workshop, hire me. I will write your story arcs, and then you can write the actual stories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like I said, I hope it doesn't doesn't disappoint. I hope it's as big as it Mm. sounds like it's going to be and really Mm. mixing things up. So, yeah, Yeah. fingers crossed for this one. Fingers crossed. Um, Sons of Bayamat have been fully released. Not difficult considering there's two kits in a book and that's the <laughs> yeah. entire army. Yeah. Um, they're nice models. They're a bit expensive. Mm. Um, yeah. Man crushers are fine price wise. I think they're pretty good. Um, but yeah, they're out. Uh, I vastly enjoyed watching the first battle report be one mega gargan and three man crushers in a single unit as a 1000 point army against a fleshy <laughs> de court's army yeah, yeah and just watching watching these these giants stomp around and take objectives and stuff it was lots of fun yeah, um agreed yeah they got they got cool stuff you can kick the objective like a football you can throw I people it's that. good <laughs> it's so good 
Um, <laughs> uh, the Caradron Engine Master and Zinch Magister are now available separately. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the new heroes for Caradron and Zinch, respectively. They're both pretty cool models flying around. Mm. I like them. Uh, Tempest Fall is yeah. Matthew. Um, yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's, it's the. I was waiting for you to like. Does he know what it is? It's the. Um, I have no the, clue. The the virtual reality um, AOS game that's been announced. Oh, oh where you can yeah. be a Stormcast Eterm- Eternal. Mm. Oh, that's cool. I'm into that. That sounds yeah. great. We're walking around smashing stuff with a hammer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hopefully it's, it's going to be as cool as it sounds. Obviously, it goes off mm. the back of they did one. Obviously. Or announced one for Sisters of Battle as well, didn't mm, they? You know, the VR mm. game. So, yes. yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll sure. see. You know, mm. don't have the setup for it, but cool for people that we'll have see. VR yeah. stuff. I'll, I'll enjoy watching other people do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and that is end of AOS. We'll move on to our other uh, Warcry Catacombs. Uh, it's too mm. expensive, but the models are lovely. Um, yes, they are. Very <laughs> pretty much so. Hey, though, hey, listen, those canine shadow stalkers work really well in your Umbraneth army. Just the saying. what, Cameron? The what? Mm? The, oh, sorry, no, this article's been edited. Uh, in, <laughs> they work really well in your daughter's a cane army. Daughter's a cane. <laughs> what a um, slip up. What a slip up. Uh, the assumption here being obviously that Umbraneth are Malarian's answer to the Lumineth, uh, mm-hmm. as well as the Ideneth and the Sylvaneth. Yep. Yeah, uh, this is just the this is just the F is the suffix for Elven races, mm-hmm. uh, or the Neth suffix, I guess. Um, I would assume that this is going to be like a species style keyword. So there will be the Umbraneth Shadow Lords or whatever, yes. uh coming out yeah, relatively soon if they mm-hmm. manage to sneak their way into an article. So I'm going to predict uh, Q1 or Q2 next year. Yeah. Um. These will be Malarion's elves. I'm assuming Daughters of Cain will also get the Umbraneth keyword. Just I imagine because so. They are they are elves born and made in Ulgu, so they they fit it species wise at least, uh, which would be nice because they could then they have their own book if they're running with Marathi or if Marathi's loaning them out to her son, they can run as part of the Umbraneth to be like their their fast stabby melee units. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Umbraneth are coming. I'm interested. Yeah. I want to know more. <laughs> I love this slip because obviously we, we've yes. known for a while that shadow elves or what we've called oh, yeah. up until that point, we're on the cards for a while. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I think it's hilarious that they've slipped up and actually revealed, <laughs> well, at least the racial name of them. And mm. then obviously, mm. well, like I said, there'll be the Umbraneth, you know, shadow lords or whatever yeah. they're going to end up being. And torture uh, wardens. Yeah. <laughs> Malarian's yeah. back to his old sticks. <laughs> it's, I can't wait. I mean, this is the one oh, army yeah. that you know that I've been waiting for for AOS. So I can't mm-hmm. wait. And, and like, I agree with you. I think that we'll see them <laughs> relatively early because obviously now that Sons of Bayamat are out, they're you know, and obviously Lumineth are, have obviously been out in recent times. So and obviously they like releasing their new armies with them. So mm. yeah, we're going to see yeah. them soon because there's, there's nothing yeah. else on the cards that we know of. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Uh, there's also going to be Grand Alliance starter sets uh, yep. for Warcry, which is pretty yep. cool. Uh, essentially, hey, do you want to want to do this particular Grand Alliance in Warcry? Here's a bunch of stuff for that. Um, and there are Grand Alliance books specifically coming along soon, which I guess the idea is just you buy the destruction book and it gives you the stats for any destruction model 
to be used in Warcry. Yes. Yeah, you can I'm have war bands as far as I know. I mean, I say any, will they let us take Mega Gargans in Warcry? <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's a little too... They might let us take the Man Crushers. That'd be fun. Well, the, well they, I think from uh, from memory, there, there was one in a white dwarf where you got the, cause I think I got the card for it where there was a, like a scenario mm. where you could fight a man crusher. So. Or was that for underworlds? Oh, maybe. Oh yeah. May, yeah. You're right. It mm. probably is. Yeah. I'm thinking underworlds actually, but mm. they may have done yeah. it for Warcry or have it planned. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. You're right. That was mm. war. That was underworlds. That's fair. Um, yeah. So that's the Warcry stuff. Uh, Blood Bowl season two is coming soon. Mm. This looks like what I would call, the definitive starter set for Blood Bowl. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Tasty. This is a this is a box. I'm extremely worried about how much it will cost because I know. I am yeah. too. I I really want it to be reasonable because Blood Bowl is like a game I would like more people to get into. I would like to get into Blood Bowl. <laughs> um so I really hope it's like in that reasonable price range of like, you know, 80, 90 pounds on your end and like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of hundred dollars over here is not awful for what you're getting. Cause it's two full teams, a star player for each team, a big guy for each team, yep. the pitch, uh, little like, uh, sidelines for each team, two referees who I <laughs> yeah. love. Yeah, you have great. a dwarf referee and an elf referee, and I need both of them for D and D wizards. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, they are perfect. Like this is this is a fantastic set. Like this is everything you need to play Blood Bowl like to the max, hundred percent. I agree, right. and I I think it also it it will be interesting to see what the price is because of obviously mm. the things we've ranted about uh, not mm. long ago, and also the fact that the current set the one it will be replacing is is one of the mm. best value you know starter sets for any of the games oh, yeah. you know mm. it's it was it's a very good price so you you could understand it being a little bit more but please don't outprice it you know, yeah don't make don't. it a hundred pounds plus because yeah, that would if, just... if it's over two two fifty here i will be very sad <laughs> yeah i can see that yeah we'll see um but hey whatever uh, Warhammer Underworld, uh, Diachasm is our next starter set coming this December, I believe. Um, yes. Lumineth versus Slanesh. I'm here for it. We've had the models yep. revealed now. Yep. They're very good. They're, They're very, very, I very saw, good. <laughs> I saw the Lumineth models and I immediately went, I want a diorama where these four Lumineth are statues on top of a mountain shrine, and there's, like, some Alarith guarding it or something. Like, these aren't <laughs> actual characters. These are, like, behold the heroes who left for the diachasm and never returned, or whatever kind of dealy. Um, and then we've got Baby. Baby, we've got some Slanesh. Holy crap. Oh, so good. Oh. The Slangor, I would say, is perfect. It's essentially a tiny keeper of secrets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like the the other members of the warband are incredible. I love the like the um, almost the Middle Eastern like flared pants yeah. style thing they've got yeah, going on Aladdin. with a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, very Aladdin esque. They're just they are replete with like jewelry and details and like all the all the subtle Slaneshi symbolism, like hiding 
you know, one half of the chest and not the other and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, you know, loose clothing where clothing should be loose, tight clothing where clothing should be tight. Uh, they've got one set of fishnets shared between them, but the fishnets are made of leather and spikes. Um, <laughs> they look so cool. They look and, really um, good. And, and, it, and I'm just hoping that, you know, one, this will be one day where we see more Slaneshi mortals as well. Cause obviously, oh, with, the, yeah. with that yeah. Shadow and Pain set that's eventually coming out soon, that obviously we know yes. there's the new, uh, was it Lord of Pain? Is that, was that, that was the name yeah. of the unit, wasn't it? Yeah. So, and obviously we've already got like, Hellstriders as well. So, yeah, I'm hoping that this will be the, you know, I know, I know obviously the book's <laughs> been out not that long as in Head of Night's yes. book. So, I it's I just hope that this like maybe we will see it with broken realms. Maybe that mm, this will be another way yeah. where they can sort of, you know, side you know, sidely just sort of chuck <laughs> it in and go, ah, here you go, here you got some more mortals to play with now. So I <laughs> love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um and new fighters are being added to Arena Modus for the uh mm. that's the multiplayer everyone has one hero mode. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see them expand on that. I thought, honestly, it'd be a one-and-done, fill-the-space release. <laughs> yeah. But if they want to keep supporting it, awesome. Cool. Um, We've got a tease for Kill Team. This was their one last thing at one of the shows. Um, I don't think it qualifies for a one last thing, personally, but hey, mm. it's fine. Uh, Kill Team's getting an update early next year. There will That's be good. flayed ones. They're keeping flayed ones back for that, I think, mm. and that yeah, makes I me a little sad. Right. Um, but hey, Kill Team hasn't had support since Elites, I think. Are- Arena, I think, was the last one. Arena? Right? Oh, Arena might have been the last one. It's been yeah. a while, is what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. Like, Kill Team dropped off the radar. Actually, it'll be, it, it, be the last starter set, wouldn't it? I think the last starter yeah. set. Oh, be, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it seems still a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, if this is like a revitalization bump up, bring things a little more in line with ninth edition. Cool. I'm into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. More Kill Team. Kill Team's good. People should play. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, for Necromunda, we got a really unexpected thing from Forge World. We got Dr. Arachnus, yeah. um, who is a plague doctor slash Dr. Ock style rogue doc <laughs> you can hire. But he's a little more hands-on than your regular rogue doc who normally would love to just sit in your base and heal anyone brought to them. Uh, he will go out in the field and mess people up and also fix people up. Uh, he's a really cool model. I love yeah, him. love him. Yeah. His, his rules are for free. Download as well. So that's nice if you want to make oh, your own. Oh, that's good. Yeah. They, they just like, here's a new model. Uh, we don't know where to put his rules, so here's a PDF. And I'm like, okay, sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and House of Iron is out. I have not got it. I have not read it. I'll do oh. that eventually. Yeah, I get know. on it, Cameron. Yeah. He needs updates. I've, <laughs> I've been busy. Um, I'm really looking forward to reading this, honestly. Again, yeah. from everything I've heard, it's really good. From my experience with the previous two house books, it's really good. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, Adeptus Titanicus, Crucible of Retribution is coming? Coming. Has yeah, I think yet, it's... Has it? Yeah, either or. It's it's on the verge. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I've, one thing I would say actually is I talking of um, that is I've managed to get hold of the previous books off um, Chris oh, off good. our Discord because I yeah. I've finally added it to my <laughs> Christmas wish list because I was thinking I, I don't mm. know what I wanted for Christmas really uh, regarding models wise yeah. I'm pretty happy with what I've got so I was like right Titanic starter <laughs> set let's let's go that route it's about time yeah. really so yeah. 
yeah I'll be, <laughs> be, so yeah i'll be interested to see what this book shows so i need to catch yeah. up on the others though so mm. we'll see yeah uh now matthew yes do you need blade guard veterans for your dark angels army well, if if I did, yes, I would, <laughs> but I would want them to be Forge World, please, if yes. possible. Um, so the Deathwing Companions are coming out for the Horus Heresy, or have come out, I think, now at this point. Again, mm-hmm. Forge World's release schedule confuses me. Uh, these are like professional bodyguard Deathwing members clad in power armor rather than Terminator armor for the Horus Heresy. They are perfect for Dark Angel's Blade Guard. Mm-hmm. Get, that plastic, get that plastic crap out of here. <laughs> they've got power swords, they've got storm shields, they've got a slightly variable loadout, uh, but they, the, the Dark Angel treatment given by Forge World is honestly mind boggling. Like, the, <laughs> they love them, don't they? <laughs> every, not, not even how much stuff they're getting, just everything they get is of what I would call superior quality to normal Forge World releases, which are usually pretty good. Yeah. Everything they've come out with is drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, we we've said before, haven't we, in regards to Dark Angels in in the Heresy, that mm. if you are into them, you would be loving it, but also oh, yeah. very intimidated as well, because obviously they're so <laughs> detailed. So you got to mm. really get, be on your game if that's what you want to do with them. Obviously, <laughs> so yeah, mm. they they are gorgeous. I know that online on some of the forums that people have been, you know, the the Dark Angel players have been desperate for these to come out. Oh, yeah. Like, because yeah, again, they were shown a while ago and then it just went mm. dead, you know, because of yeah. other things, obviously. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased for them that these have come out and they look so cool. And like you said, if, you're, mm. if you've got the money, then yeah, have them as Blade Guard yeah, yeah. in 40k. Honestly, yeah. It's pretty good. They're, yeah, they're so lovely. Good. Um, yeah, and our final bit of news is the most confusing one. <laughs> Ah. Uh, what would you say, Matthew? The the Citadel paint handle is, I would say, a nearly nearly universally approved of product. Yes. Mm, yes. What is the one so. thing wrong with it? Um, it can't be used as a sexual device. Yeah, it's well, not. But maybe it enough. can. I don't know. But, <laughs> not um, slender enough at certain points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have that smooth, tool finished edge to it. Um, yeah, uh, so the, the Citadel painting handle's getting a redux, uh, mm. and it, it's a very suggestive, sleek painting handle, like, it's the all smooth one. edges, yeah, yeah, it's all smooth edges, it's super thin, it literally does look like, and something that I won't mention out loud in case, uh, children or people at work are listening, it, lo- it looks like a toy of mm-hmm. a kind, uh, you'll probably know what I'm talking about if you're old enough, if not, uh, you'll find out eventually. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I never expected this. <laughs> no, no. I did not I expect didn't. a more ergonomic painting handle. The current painting handle I use a lot because it's fantastic. Mm, solid. <laughs> I didn't think yeah. it needed improving. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be, I, I, I don't want to get one as such, but I would like to mm. sort of have hold them one? side by side just to hold yeah. one. Yeah. And just sort of see, right. What, what am I missing here on the original? <laughs> what are your I mean, secrets? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tell us. Um, it, it, it's funny actually because I've obviously a lot of other companies are, are started doing some of their their painting handles as well, and I know that, for example, the red grass one is very popular, and that one's actually mm. quite slender and curved as well. So maybe yeah. that is maybe that's <laughs> the, what we've been missing Sneaky with the original one. Copy the homework. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's like you know going you know making the comparison to games consoles, which is like when they do a slim version later down the mm. line. That's sort of what they've done. They yeah. do, it's the you know, 
painting shed some hounds on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, sure, if this is what people have been asking for, I guess fine. But I'm, yeah, I'm not going to get one. I really want to hold one. I see what it's yeah. like, but yeah. Um, that yeah, seriously, no clue that this was coming. <laughs> um, most things I can usually at least guess, but no. Nah. Um, yeah, and that that's the news. Um, yeah. We've had a frank discussion about prices, Games Workshop. We expect your apology uh, by mail. Uh, <laughs> and with and, free plastic models. <laughs> yes, yes. We expect an apology carried by a son of Bayamat. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, for the <laughs> no, trouble of it. <laughs> we, would not, we would not demand, but please. Hey, listen, man. If you, just nice. cut, if, you, if you cut the prices like even 20%, I will buy so much more. Yeah, I have problems. It. I have a terrible brain disease. It's, it's plastic fever. Um, you might have heard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got any of that mm. definitely Great no stuff. vaccine for that <laughs> yeah no um yeah and honestly lots of lots of exciting things coming mm, for uh the hobby so. in all its shapes and forms for the future so hey umbraneth cool kill team stuff i don't know lots of lots of there's so much cool stuff coming guys yeah. give it to us that's it luckily the the positivity <laughs> always outweighs the negativity which is yeah what, how yeah. you want it yeah. I, I love Games Workshop. I don't need a Sons of Bayamad army to survive. Therefore, no. I will live through this terrible horror. Um. <laughs> well, so, one more thing to live through before we end this episode, and that is another Discord question. So mm. this comes from Valeru, uh, one of our D&D Soulbound Wrath and Gory mm-hmm. group. Yeah. And he yeah. asks, if you could rent a Vindic- Vindicator Assassin uh, it's Vindic- isn't it? Vindic- Vindicare, it's Vinda- I think. Yeah, so I was thinking, I was like, oh, is that? Oh, that's Might have gotten auto-corrected there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, a Vindicator a assassin would also work. Just drive. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was like, is that a new, a new assassin that I'm not familiar area. with? You just, just drive a Vindicator over and shoot it. <laughs> yeah, that's one way of doing it. Um, you know, yeah. no mucking around. No stealth with that one. So if, yeah, yeah. if you could rent a Vindicare assassin for a while, which yeah. 40k target would you have him kill? So um, you get to yeah. choose. Fate is yeah, with you. Um, I'm, I'm going to be... So listen, the 41st millennium is a dark, horrible, awful place. And it's not yes. often we get a chance for unrepentant uh, kindness. So I would hire this Vindicare assassin and I would have him shoot Dante's head off so that he could <laughs> die. He's on my I list. Was like, yeah, I was, I, was really, I was really thinking hard. I'm like... Like, none of these deserve a clean death. None of these awful people in 40k deserve a clean death. The only person who deserves a clean death is Dante. Because, yeah. goddammit, <laughs> he got so close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's Goddammit, Killerman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Dante would 100% be my top pick for, like, just, yeah. just let him let him, let him, him go. Let him not even realize. Yeah. Um, just that's let him it. be at peace. <laughs> that would be good, yeah. I No, I, I got I got Dante. On my list, I think yeah, he's a, a yeah, very doing 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 all <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a very moral choice to yeah, have. Do, um, do an old yeah. Goldie, just take him out back and shoot him. <laughs> yeah, that would work, you know. And also, it, it it'd be nice in a way for them to have a new chapter master. As much as I oh, love yeah. Dante, it would be quite cool to have. Oh, some you know, step there's up. like a company captain somewhere who's fuming because he's been sitting there as first company captain for 500 years yeah, and Dante yeah. hasn't gone and got himself killed yet. Well, that's what, that's what it's like over here in the UK with Prince Charles and the queen. 
Oh it's God, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> where he's never going to really ever become king because mm. his, his mum won't never ever do, never ever yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. No, that's uh, no, that'd be quite cool. And I, I, in a way, I would like there to sort of be a re-imaging of it in the sense, mm. like you know, like I mean, Dante's awesome, but wouldn't it be cool if the chapter master is sort of like a combination between the, the Sanguinor and like Celestine Prime or something? Yeah, you know, where it's just sort of like just really yeah. over the top. Or even if he's just like a super normal dude chapter master, because I want to read the book of Dante has died, and I want to read the story of the guy who has to step into those shoes, mm. metaphorically speaking, like, just like, hey, Space Marines feel no fear, surely they feel performance anxiety, and like, Dante's a hard act to follow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I mean, or, or how or, about... You know, mm. when when the lion finally comes back, how about he accidentally oh. he cuts down Dante to become, mm. you know, the uh, the ruler of what's it Region. of uh, yeah. of Nihilus, isn't he? So um, mm. Mm. Imperial Nihilus. So yeah, I don't oh, know. Man. Maybe um, <laughs> any other suggestions? Um, like, like I said, I don't think anyone else deserves the clean death. Um, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> true. sound awful. Um, oh, maybe Celestine. She's been through a lot. But she just yeah. come back, so it's really not. <laughs> yes, <there>. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was funny actually when I was sort of doing my list. It was mainly in, sort of Imperium related mm, people, yeah. And then than anyone else, I, I didn't really. T- there wasn't any Xenos uh, targets mm. for me to be honest. I couldn't think of anyone Xenos related that I want uh, to to die. I mean, off the top Eldred of my head. might Eldred might have it coming, but mm. you know, True. I mean, to be fair, that's also what Eldred wants. Eldred wants yeah. to die as well. This is also a humanitarian cause. Kill him so he can become his god. Yeah. Let him go. Um <laughs> I mean you could you could target your brain. That would put the cat amongst oh, pigeons. That'd mess up a lot of but then that could yeah. that's where we could, we could see the rising of Uniad at that point. So yeah, you know, true. triggered with her death. Mm. Who, who knows? Mm. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean I was when I was looking for options, I thought, well, Erebus, because fuck Erebus. Yeah. Um no, that's but that's an obvious right, yeah. one. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I, I sort of thought of some of the obvious ones, obviously like Horus back in the day. Mm. Um, yep, I know yep. it's a 40k target. I think they target. tried that though. They did, but the whole execution <laughs> force tried that and that didn't. But it, I would like to see, I would like to see the alternative universe heresy yeah. in the sense where Horus gets killed and say there wasn't heresy and they carry on their, their great crusade mm. and see what actually comes of that. Um, I have a feeling we get to the same point with just slightly probably. different steps. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, and it? It'd be like some weird Emperor parallel falls universe over thing. And breaks his neck in the morning, and they just yeah. put him on the golden <laughs> throne. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, ho- um, so yeah, Horus the Emperor, obviously, yeah. is another one because I mean, uh, we, yeah, Artemis, yeah, <laughs> he's st- static target. Um, <laughs> I've, I've just got this image of like lots of custodies sort of doing last minute no, you know, where they sort of run to, <laughs> yeah, to reaching the for the bullet. <laughs> yeah, like loads of them, like twenty of them, just like like almost the emperor just the in the chair going, please, yeah. finally, <laughs> yeah, using exactly. his brain to speed it up so he can finally be free of that goddamn chair and just oh, exactly. like he usually. Does. And he'd probably he'd probably think to himself. <laughs> As it was meant to be, you know, it's like mm. this was this was fate. He was supposed to. I'm surprised to it this took way. this long. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I also on the lit my list. I put any missing Primarch as well because. Oh. Now, why I put that is that you know we, we, you and I have discussed 
Primarchs before. Obviously, we know mm. about your your Khan theory on his um, on his <laughs> jet bike, <laughs> jet bike. Uh, but I, I just think that I want the Primarchs to be the ones that are missing because it, there's too many at the moment, mm. too many yeah. ifs and buts. Yeah. And sometimes I'm I'm getting to the point, and I think it's because I'm getting older. I sort of think like, come on, just 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 tell us yeah. what's happening with this Primarch. Yeah. Where is Dawn? Oh. Where is Khan? Where's you know? Where's, oh. Can you, know, you can, can you imagine Russ comes back, he crawls out of the warp and starts leading the space halls and some high lord just goes, oh no, he knows about all my, whatever, my furry porn or whatever, clicks yeah. the button. <laughs> and you know, Ru- Russ at this point, he's missing an eye, he's old and haggard because that's what yeah. I want Russ to be, honestly. And it's just like a Vindicare completely blindsides him and kills him in a single shot and just the entire space halls going, oh, you thought the heresy was bad. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. We were, <laughs> hey, sons of sons of Horus, they weren't that bad. Space walls were bad. <laughs> That's it. That'd be cool. Or, or 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 to do it to Vulcan, where he, he finally oh. resurrects himself and then gets killed <laughs> off again and disappears oh, for, no. <laughs> for a long oh, time. No. Finally, like, we got our father back. <laughs> I, feel, I feel that would be Games Workshop going. We're bringing all the Primarchs back for this one thing, and then going. Wait, Vulcan can't be around because he's literally immortal, and a Vindicator just shoots him, and while he's regenerating, <laughs> throws him into a sun. Yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hard question to answer, really, because oh, yeah, um, there's not many sort of targets I want to die in a way. I think again, I think mm. only the em- the Emperor is the only one that I would like to see where that goes if he finally got yeah, killed off, yeah, properly. But we've discussed that as a discussion before, anyway. So <laughs> yes, we have go over that. <laughs> But yeah, I again interesting question. Uh, thank you mm. very much for it. It's just a yeah. I I, uh, I just don't have many that I want to die because they're going to mm. live forever. Some of these some of these characters. Some they shall never die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's been our second Discord question, and that is now the end mm. of episode sixty-five. Thank you very much Ooh. for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been yeah. another ride. And like we said earlier, it's scary that there's not many oh, episodes yeah. left this year. Oh, this years one. marching on. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. Oh, man. Hey, don't expect a lot from the next hobby update. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I mean, well, that's it. There's only one more hobby update after this one for 2020. And then we're obviously into next year, which is very scary. But mm-hmm. what isn't scary? Cameron, where yes. can people find you on the internet? You can find me primarily on Twitter at night underscore Twitter. That's night without a K. Uh, if you want to see cats and Halloween decorations and pumpkin carving and uh, yelling about the state of the world a lot, actually, <laughs> fuck. Um, <laughs> if you don't want all the bother of that, I swear one day I will update the Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> at realm underscore and underscore ruin i have a terrible mental block that pr- i i have been ignoring it for literally over a month at this point i think yeah <laughs> um, i, get I feel really bad for anyone who actually followed it but hey one day guys trust me the dam will break and i'll just spend an entire day <laughs> uploading stuff and then wait another three months before i touch it again <laughs> um but yeah you can you can look at some of my past hobby stuff there uh, like i said eventually it'll get updated um yeah yeah how about you well i'm in the same boat is like with my twitter because i just barely ever do anything on it because well i I saw you tweet i saw you you did it once 
Yeah, I did tweet. Well, that was actually to join you on on the other podcast. <laughs> the unreleased episodes. Yeah, yes. that unfortunately had technical issues. Uh, nothing to do with Warhammer. But yeah, it, it, no. yeah exactly. it, was, it just felt right. But I don't know. I feel like sometimes if I have anything to say, it's going to be Warhammer related. And I might as well say it mm. on our yeah. own Twitter, at Realm and Ruin. Mm. So, but you can find me on Twitter as well, at Ninja Badger 7. Maybe I will do something on there sometime but i, I don't mm. know i don't i i saw it feels a bit like the instagram bit where i feel like i haven't done anything on there for so long that i don't know where to start like what to do um, like you know what my you breakfast? should do no 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 hey listen christmas is coming up dress summer up like the elf put her on a yeah. shelf that can be that's your it. next tweet for twitter it's that's elf it. on a shelf and yeah. it's just summer i think yeah. you would appreciate that <laughs> she, she'd enjoy that to be fair she would yeah, have maybe, yes. That's it. Maybe that's what I'll do over Christmas and New Year. Just plan, you know, my mm. Twitter 2021. <laughs> right, here we go. Resurrection time. <laughs> so, yeah, that is the place you can find us on social media. Obviously, there's our Discord, like we always say. Uh, don't forget our competition that we mentioned at the start of the show. Mm. And don't forget yes. to read The Infinite and The Divine because please, it's oh so worth it. This is the fourth time we're talking about it. Please read yeah. that book. Yeah. Robert Rath is not paying us. He's not paying us. Yeah, I paid honestly. him. I yeah. bought the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I said, you've been warned, you've been prepared, and now mm. it's time to end. So, as always, hope you've enjoyed this one. Be good to each other. Don't tell anyone else how to hobby. And, yes. as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.